Welcome to In the Dark, everybody. Hope everybody's having a wonderful day and you are ready for this incredible episode. Hey guys, I wanted to um, tell you, I did an interview today with Robin again, and this is like our official interview, the first one that's like an official interview. And we just had such a time with, it was like something was out there really messing with our interview and it was scrambling us. Like it was scrambling our conversation and it, this went on a lot. And I just, you know, I want to apologize for it, but there's a part of me that doesn't want to edit it out. I want you guys to kind of hear what people deal with. Like a lot of people talk about this stuff. They'll come on and say, you know, yeah, I was doing an interview or I was on a podcast and um, you know, I, I started to get messed with, I, I got, you know, I started to get messed with and phone lines would go down. Things would get like all blurry or glitchy or scrambled, like things were happening. And this is an example of it. So I'm actually gonna, I'm going to post this like it is. I'm going to, I'm going to let you hear what it's like to do a podcast or have a conversation with somebody and where you feel in your heart that, the government or whatever, you know, is out there is messing with you. So your phone conversations get scrambled and this is what happens, but it's not, it's not too annoying. I mean, I don't, I don't think it is. I'm hoping it's not for you. There's a lot of, a lot of it's very clear, but there's, you know, quite a few times we had where calls were being dropped, things she was saying was getting scrambled. We had to repeat ourselves. We had to connect, you know, there was even more times than I actually have up here. There was a couple other that I just, I didn't add to this because there wasn't really a need to add it to it, but there were, um, a couple of episodes where I had to, you know, just say, Hey, I have to call, I have to, you know, reconnect with you again and stuff like that. And she even said in one of them, which this is one I didn't add to this that we were being messed with probably. So this is, it's interesting, but this is our, my interview with Robin. It was, this is going to be a long one guys. It's, it's, I was actually going to, to put this up in sections, but then I thought, yeah, but if I do that, you're not going to really grasp the whole conversation. So I'm going to try to put this up in full, which is almost a three hour long episode. It's, I think it's about two hours and 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. So please don't hesitate to, um, watch the whole thing or listen to the whole thing. But if you have to stop it at a certain part, like listen to 30 minutes today, you know, maybe 30 minutes tomorrow, you know, just, just keep your place and go back to it and, and please listen to it because this is just amazing. We just, we get on the phone together and we can't seem to get off. Um, we're so much alike and we connect so well with each other and there's a real, real chemistry between Robin and I, and I just really just adore her. So, um, have, you know, enjoy this. This is a really great episode. I hope you enjoy it. And like I said, just do it in sections if you have to, but please make sure you, you know, go back to it and keep track of what you're listening to. Okay. So you guys enjoy and, um, I will talk to you soon. Are you there? Hello. Hey, there you go. Yeah. See, I did it the same way that I did before, but yeah. it kept telling me that you're gone. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what was, I, I was sitting there thinking, okay, is somebody messing with us or what here? Yeah. In some of these um, platforms that they do, I've noticed you have to have a headset. Yeah. Yeah. And so I went in the house and got my headset. Okay. And 
worked a little bit better too. And then I didn't know which platform you use. So it said yeah. to download it. So I downloaded it, which Aww. that's not a big, that's no big deal. That's so sweet. that's, I got it on there. So that helped. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm happy. Okay. At least we got connected. I know I was like, I, I, I woke up and I like put my hair up in a thing and I'm like, Oh no, we're going to have to FaceTime. And I look like this today. <laughs> I look like hell. So I'm like, this doesn't have to be video. It doesn't like have to be seen. Right. <laughs> no, not at all. I was like, no. God, I need to go take a shower. I've been messing yeah. with the animals all day long. Oh my gosh. Look like crap. Been out in the rain. So it's like, no, 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 no. You're so cute. I know. Okay. <laughs> so, um, where I'm here today talking to Robin Haynes McRae. And I wanted you to start from wherever you want to start with this. I don't know. Like I kind of wanted you to go from the beginning of where you, you know, when all this started, you said you started being abducted when you were four by aliens and any like memories from the very beginning of your life. I kind of wanted you to do a journey with me through your life a little bit. Well, when I started, <clears throat> when I was literally a toddler, my mom tells me about how I used to talk about what she thought was an imaginary friend mm-hmm. it was taller than my dad covered with hair. And it had a huge mane of hair around its head and it had a furry tail. I personally believe it was one of the dogmen because she was very adamant about that. And then she said, I had another one that was covered in hair. I have vague memories when I was little like that of seeing them when I would be outside playing or whatever. When I was four and five, well, actually when I was five, I think at four or five, we lived in a subdivision that was being developed and directly next to it was woods. And they had these big, huge dirt mounds and everybody would take their bikes down there. And, you know, you'd go up and down the hills or you'd sit there and you'd build sand castles or dirt castles or whatever. And back then it was very safe or we thought it was anyway, parents thought it was to let your kids you know, mm-hmm. do that. And we would all go down there and play. There would be a group of us. And I would always see him standing in the tree lines watching. Wow. I didn't know that not everybody could mind speak because that's just part of, was part of my normal. Okay. Like they would talk to me in my mind. So I would talk back and, you know, they'd say funny things and make me laugh. And I just always knew they were there. I was never aware when I was little that it wasn't the same experience that everybody else had. Okay. You know, that was, my normal isn't anybody else's normal. So the other kids couldn't even see them. I don't know if they ever did or not. Like I, it was just one of those things that I never talked about it to anybody. I was little. Yeah. And I didn't realize until I was older and I started having flashbacks of the abduction. And I was about four years old. And it was very matter of fact for me because by the time I was four and five, I was telling my parents about UFOs and ETs and Bigfoot and dogmen and the ships and all of these things. And at that time, Patterson and Gimlin hadn't even come out with the Patterson footage. Wow. And so they didn't have books out there and I was too young to read. You know, wow. our kids today are reading at five. Back then we didn't. And I was probably just learning at that point. And So it wasn't like I had access to books to read about these things. And I would tell my parents, you know, and I'd ask them questions about it. And I was very blessed. My parents never 
said, you're crazy, you're lying or anything like that. I, I was very, very blessed. My parents just said, you know, this isn't anything that we know about. Wow. You know, but we're not saying that it's not real, you know, in their mind, they probably thought it was an imaginary thing. You know, like when I would talk to my mom about the, the big hairy person that followed me around. Cause I did, I told her, I said, there's a couple of them and they follow me everywhere I go. And wow. so that was just my normal. Um, right. You know? And as I got older, I started getting memories of the abduction and quite honestly, they didn't hurt me. They didn't. And according to the one, it felt female to me, whether or not it was, I don't know. Um, But she said I had been there before. So I don't have, if I did, I don't have a memory of that per se. Um, I remember the rooms. I remember everything about them. I remember the ETs that were there. There was her two small grays and two tall grays. And there was the one large room that I was in and it wasn't huge, but it was the bigger of the two rooms. And there was this, it looked like a board that just kind of, it was, everything was white and it jutted out away from the wall. And then it had all these multicolored lighted buttons that were, each button was about the size of the palm of your hand and they were on the wall. And it looked like, on this table, it had some kind of a device that he was, or whatever, male, female, whatever, was touching. Mm-hmm. And then on the wall were multicolored buttons, and it would go up to these buttons and tap them in a certain pattern. And then it would run back over to where this little table thing was at. But there was no legs on the table. It was just like a whiteboard that jutted out from the wall. And then there was a doorway, and the doorway was arched, and there were like, looked like glyphs that went all the way around that, that door. Wow. Okay. Do you, um, how old were you when this was going on? You said four. What'd you say, Robin? I want to say between four or five. I want to say between four and five. So now when the, when you first saw the Bigfoot, the hairy creatures, you were about three, you think, or four? I think I was about four. I would say four to five years. Okay. The can I'm um, one now. When you did you see the hairy creature before you started becoming or getting abducted? I think before. I want to say before because I was very young when I saw them, and okay. you know I didn't know I. I'm an animal lover. I really am, and it doesn't yeah. matter what it is. If it's an animal, I'm I'm in. And at first like most of the world, I just thought they were an animal because they're covered in hair. I, I mean, it yeah. took me a little while, not a long time to find out they really aren't an animal at all. No more than we are. Um, I knew before the Ketchum study that they were part human. <clears throat> I simply asked them. It, it wasn't a big, large jump. I just asked them. Right. And, but at that time, being a small child, I didn't know and I thought, oh, it's an animal, but yet it would talk to me and I would hear it in my head. But again, I didn't know that wasn't normal because yeah. I'm so young. You know, well, I, with you, when you talk about it, it's, you know, if somebody's just randomly listening, they probably think people that talk like this are out of their mind. But with oh, you, of of you've been going through this since you were basically born uh, like a baby. Yeah. So it's so I natural for you to talk about it. Yeah. You I, know? Just, I don't 
different. I really don't. And it was really funny because I was like in my, and this had been going on my whole life. Mm -hmm. I didn't know a name for it. I didn't talk to a lot of people about it. There were a few people that I knew that I confided in because as I got older, I started figuring out that, Hey, this isn't everybody's normal. You know, like I would ask people, did you see that? No. (laughs) Did you hear that? Didn't it tell you that? And they looked at me like I was nuts. So I learned really early on to just stay quiet because nobody else was, was getting it. And I wasn't, it wasn't that I was subconscious about it. I just wasn't comfortable talking to people about it because once I figured out that they weren't doing it, it was on certain days I'd say, you know, I feel like I'm crazy, but then I didn't really feel crazy because everything in my, uh, the rest of my life was normal. Right. Oh, and my mom and dad never thought anything was wrong because I acted like a normal adjusted kid. And I didn't feel like anything was wrong. I was Mm -hmm. happy. I mean, it was part of who I was. It was part of my life. I just didn't, I guess I didn't think it was as big a deal as it probably was. Yeah, of course not. You're but a kid. I, well, I didn't, <clears throat> you know, you know? Mm-hmm. And I would go to a friend's house to play and I would be, the first thing I'd be doing is looking in the trees and looking in the, the woods. And I was drawn to the woods, always have been, still am. I'm not comfortable in the city. I'm all right to go in and shop or do what I need to do, but then get me out of there. I just, it's like I suffocate. Where and, was Robin, where, what, what the, area, like what, what state was this in? Michigan. Okay. I didn't know if you grew up in Michigan your whole life or not. Yeah, I did. And then I moved okay. the last three years to South Carolina and we're in the process of sometime within the next year going back to Michigan. I'm going yeah. home. Yeah. And what do you think <clears throat> makes it so you're able to mind speak with them and others aren't? I think number one, anybody can mind speak. Okay. Mm -hmm. If I can do it, a trained ape can do it. I mean, I'm serious. And I think that we all get it to a certain level. We just don't know it's there. And we have been pushed and brainwashed to believe that these things don't exist. The reality that is out there is not the reality that exists. And, you know, I've stayed really quiet about a lot of things for a very, very long time because it's out of the normal and nobody's Mm going to listen anyway. And there was some events that happened um, back in, I don't want to say 2013, 12, 13, somewhere in there. And I just decided that if everybody doesn't want to believe me, I'm okay with that. It's not my job on this planet to teach anybody that doesn't want to be taught. Um, I, although I work with literally, I can't even tell you how many people I work with on a daily basis. Like I, and I have people out of the country And I work with them and I I end up getting calls in the middle of the night during the day. I try to help as many people as possible. Wow. I don't think I'm any more important than anybody else in the food chain. But if I have any information that is helpful to people, I'm perfectly fine with with sharing that. But I don't try to convince people. I really don't. I think everybody has to, to come to it in their own time. And it has to do more with being open to things, you know, there's thing that says seeing is believing and it's totally incorrect. It's believing is seeing. Once you, you don't have to believe every single thing that comes down the pike. I don't, mm-hmm. I did a show last night and they were talking about werewolves and vampires and they wanted my opinion. And I'm like, you know, you're, you're really going to be shocked, but my opinion is not, Oh yeah, they're all out there. Um, I have thoughts on that, but I don't believe that, you know, 
it's like with the Bigfoots and the Dogmen. And people were shocked about that. I don't believe everything either, but I know what I see. And I know what I've lived through and I know what I've experienced and I know what they have taught me. And the thing about it that really makes it easier for me when I do talk about it is people have been with me when these things are going on. Right. It only happened when I was alone or the rest of my life, I didn't act mentally together. Then I would say, I'd be the first one up there saying there's something mentally wrong with me. I went through a very nasty divorce and my mm-hmm. ex-husband, not, I, my current husband's wonderful, but this was my, my other husband. And during that time, he witnessed all kinds of stuff. He knew they existed. But when we went for the divorce, because I divorced him, he was very vengeful and very not nice. So he called and said, I was crazy. I lost my mind and all these other things. So the state came out and said, well, we want to do a psychiatric evaluation. And I said, you're more than welcome to. And mm-hmm. I had all the time done and I'm I'm just fine in fact the guy said he was really impressed and I, he learned a lot is what he said so wow. you know it is what it is and I'm okay with people thinking I'm nuts I mean I'm not going to say it doesn't hurt my feelings I'm human you know I have feelings but Robin too. there's a lot of people listening there's more and more people are seeing sightings and more and more people mm-hmm. are coming to terms with the fact that I mean there's there's tens and hundreds of thousands of people that believe in this now yeah well and you've seen you my picture hmm. I've sent you pictures. I mean, yeah, I've had people with me when these things are going on. I had a very large female. We named her Sadie and she was very kind. And I was at my house one day. This was in Michigan. And I'm folding laundry and I had a, a collie and she was out in the backyard and she's normally wasn't in the backyard, but she was that day. And the Bigfoot would call her and she'd go out in the woods with them. So I had to tie her up because she oh. kept taking off with them and I didn't want her to disappear. And she was in the backyard, which is not normally where she was. And she was just going crazy. And I was in my bedroom folding clothes. My friend was sitting on the bed and we were watching TV. And I looked outside and I thought, who in the world is outside in this? It looked like an orangish red shirt, like Mm -hmm. a copper color. And I'm like, who's walking around out there? Because our property butted up against another property that my in-laws owned. And I thought, who's over there? Nobody's supposed to be there. That house is empty. You know, there was another 10 acre parcel next to our 10 acres. And I'm thinking, what are they doing over there? So I went outside. I started to grab my phone and something said, don't worry about the phone, leave the phone. So like I said, an idiot, I did. I listened to, you know, whoever was talking and I left the phone there and I went outside and it was a female. She had brought her baby up and he allowed me to get very close she was very kind. And we had a, a dog in the neighborhood that was absolutely vicious. And it would run, the, it'd get loose and run the neighborhood. You couldn't be outside with it. It would come right up to you and try to bite you. It was terrible. Oh my God. And oh, I hated that thing. And the neighbors would never keep it can, penned up. I mean, I don't even know why they kept it because it was never in their yard. It was always at my house. And I looked over and this dog was there and it was under the trees, under the brush, around the tree, just hiding and just shaking like a leaf just absolutely terrified i'm sure she probably zapped it and she yeah she let me get very close and it was amazing because you could she had very very long hair 
And as she would move around, you could see the muscles flex under the hair and the hair oh. would part over the muscle. It was tremendous. But she had so much hair, she reminded me of Cousin It. I mean, just the longest hair I've seen on one. Everyone is different. There are no two the same. There aren't certain areas that have ones with conial heads or, I mean, you know, they can, they have them that are like that. Some do, some don't, you know, it, it's not really different than our people. You know, you go to okay. China and maybe the eye set is a little bit different or, you know, but they're all different. And she had her baby with her and I was very blessed. I got to see the baby and, you know, it, it would run up a tree about three feet and then it'd climb back down and it'd run to the next. So I was all excited. It was darting all around <laughs> and she was so incredibly kind, but my friend was with me and she only allowed my friend to get so close, but she let me get much closer. Right. And she finally picked the baby up and held it up against her chest and started to walk off. And I started to follow her. You know why? I don't know. But I started to follow her and I got probably 50 feet and she said, that's as far as you're allowed to go. And I said, okay. And I stopped and she oh. literally vanished. I mean, she was gone. I, she had to oh. cloak or something because she was completely hundred percent gone. No trace of her anywhere. God, that's amazing. You know, but she was incredibly kind. After that, they didn't have a problem bringing the kids up. The kids were running all around. I pulled in the yard one day and we had a, a pickup and I had gone to the grocery store and I normally parked in the driveway, and but I didn't. I drove around the other side of the house and there was um, one of the kids were sitting there and I had put out bagels. Everybody teased me because they liked the blueberry bagels mm-hmm. and bagel out and it was so funny I must have scared the living tire out of the poor little thing because it got mad and it threw the bagel at the truck and bounced it off the windshield <laughs> I was like I'm sorry I, I had no idea I used Aww. to put them and I don't recommend that for people because if you are with a clan you're never going to be able to feed them enough to sustain their lives right okay you because they're so big and there's so many of them but you know, treats now and then are okay. But when you do it on a regular basis, certain clans can get very demanding. I, I've talked to people all over where they have stopped feeding them and it's gotten to be a problem where they can get really yeah. aggressive. My clan was yeah. not like that. I ha- I swear I had the nicest group ever. They were just as wonderful as can be. But wow. I didn't know anybody. I had nobody to help me. Mm-hmm. All this was going on in my life. And I was doing it by myself. And it wasn't like there's books out there on how to live your life when they're around you. And yeah, I know how to, how, to, how to handle your Bigfoot families. Yeah, exactly. You know? And so I didn't know. And I was taking, I was going through 150 to $200 a week feeding them. It was, was terrible. Nice. Yeah, I oh, can imagine. Expensive. And, but I used to feed them in the back of the woods. And I got tired of lugging stuff back there. And then every night at two o'clock, exactly at two o'clock, They'd be pounding on my window and on the house, wanting me to go outside with them. Oh, no. I don't recommend this for people. Yeah. I don't. What I did was stupid. I'll be the first one to admit it. I had great success. I was wow. never hurt. But yeah. I don't recommend it for anybody because you don't know really what's out there. No, they, you don't. I've heard stories, too, of people yeah, having some they would bad and they would go under my window and make noises and stuff. And I'd be like, all right, I'm coming out. So I'd go out with them and I'd go out and sit on a log and they'd be walking in a circle around and chattering and carrying on. And, and I would go out with them every night. And I did try, I used to go out and sit on this log. They had built this rectangular shaped, I don't know what it was, but it was logs they brought in, they drug them in 
put them in mm -hmm. a rectangular shape and they build a and a frame and several other structures. And it was almost like a worship place. They would go in and it was like, if you were to go to church, that was the vibe that you got off of it. And, wow. but the thing was only like 50 feet from my front door. <laughs> and so That's I would amazing. go out there and I would sit on this log by it and I'd watch them going, you know, walking around and walking around. And I never did. They try to hurt me. You know, they would mind speak, they would verbally speak, but they never tried to hurt me. But I got to the point where I started wising up to the fact that these guys have been really good to me, but they're not all good. And there was three of them, actually four, and, and I'm still in contact with three, that I was excessively close to. And they were the ones that said that not all good things walk this earth. And I said, okay. So when I would go outside, I would make sure that I never put myself in a position after that that anything could get between me and the house. Okay. You know, I would be on the front porch. I would go maybe 10 feet off of it, but I would make sure that at all times I could get to that porch or the door. And I really, with that particular group, I didn't have anything to worry about, but they're not all like that, you know? And so yeah. um, I, you know, there are, I mean, we have with our people's murderers, rapists, pedophiles, psychopaths, their world is, they have them too. So it's not so much the good ones that you're working with. It's the ones that else can be out there. Now, I normally at that place where I was at had really kind ones. Once in a great, great while, uh, I would get one that would try to wander in. And I literally have, had walked out in the yard. And the one that I'm closest to, one of the ones I'm closest to, had said, go in the house, go in the house. So I turned to go in the house and there was a, one that wasn't supposed to be there had wandered in. And next thing I know, there's like rocks coming out of the woods and a big war of rocks going on and they ran them off. Yeah. Well, so, you know, I was really fortunate, but you do have to be careful. And you know, one of the funniest stories you told, not to interrupt you, one of the things that you had me cracking up, I was laughing so hard. I, when I had heard you tell the story about the cable guy, that had that to be one man. of the that was one of the funniest. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you know what? The, the thing was, all I wanted, I, I'm terrible. I have TV on all the time. If I don't sleep with the TV on, I have everything in their brother talking to me at night and I get enough of it anyway. Yeah. So I don't go to sleep without the TV. Right. I know. We talked about that. Yeah. 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 And my son the other day said, you know, mom, your electric bill is so high. You need to start, you know. And I don't mind turning the lights off. That doesn't phase me at all. But he's like, you need to quit leaving the TV on all night long. And I said, listen to me. I do not smoke. I do not drink. I do not do drugs. I'm keeping the damn TV on. <laughs> so yeah, I'm the same way, man. I will not sleep without the TV on. Everything, everything talks. And I still get it. I had an issue the other night with an ET. And mm -hmm. it's like, you know, at some point I've got to sleep. So you need to leave me alone long enough, you know. Yeah to do it. But yeah, that poor cable guy, I felt so bad for him. All I wanted to do, we had just moved in the house mm -hmm. and all I was supposed to do was get the cable installed. We moved in on a I think it was Tuesday. He came out on Wednesday. Yeah. He can't, who comes out to install cable and then not bring the equipment to install it. Like I, I can't even comprehend that, but he right. did. And he's, and he came out three hours late anyway. He came out at four o'clock. He was supposed to be there at one. Mm -hmm. And he said, I guess I can go back and get it. And I said, yeah, I guess you can. 
Uh-huh. And he said, well, it's like a half hour away. I said, I got nothing but time. I just want cable. And he, so he, he left and he came back. And when he came back, he's like, I got the wires. I said, okay. And this was in March. So it was getting dark earlier. Right. And he's out in the front yard and where he was putting the post at was right by, I have tree lines on both sides of the property. And they go in there and hang out all the time. And I knew they were here when we looked at the house. That was one of the reasons, other than we did like the house, that we knew we were supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. And he's out there and he's just having a fit. And then it got dark. So I went and I took and I turned the car lights on for him. And I went back in the house. And he was terrified. He came in and, I mean, he was just having a fit. He's like, I don't know what you got out there, but I can't be out there. And I'm trying to downplay it. I'm like, you know, it's a raccoon. It's a possum. It's whatever not this big he said this thing towers whatever this is it's way up high above me I said oh it probably climbed up the tree you know he's like no that's not it it's making growling noises and I said a raccoon and a, a bear yeah and he's just having a fit and he it, I felt really bad because this guy was so terrified I mean he petrified he said ma'am please don't make me go back out there oh. and, I, and I don't want any And then I realized he was terrified. I said, if you feel like you're in physical danger, then you don't have to be out there. And he said, well, I'll come back. I'll come back. I said, okay. So he's supposed to come back in the morning. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. The next morning at, at 830, which is when they were supposed to be there, I get a knock at the door and it's another guy. And I'm like, where's such and such? He said, I can't get him back out here. He won't come back out. He flat out refused. He said we, he could get fired. He didn't care. He wasn't coming back out. You got something living in your bushes. But what was so funny about it is I was so mad that night, not at this kid, but all I wanted was cable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Just something to do rather than sit here. And they were out there screwing around and thinking they were fun. And I'm like, you guys, I know you did it. Be thinking you're funny, but you don't get to scare people. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now I have no cable. So when my husband got up to go to work, he opened the door and pushed up against the door is this wad of cables and wires. We have no idea where they got it. It certainly hadn't have anything to do with the direct TV. But they but thought they, cable, they thought cable was literally cables. Yeah. They when you know, and they, the guy said, I don't have all the wires I need to do it. And so the only thing in their mind was the wires and they knew <laughs> I was upset. And Pat came and woke me up and he said, did you put a bunch of wires on the porch? And I said, for what? And he said, I don't know. Did you? And I said, no, why? And he said, I opened the door and they're pushed up against the door. And this wad of wires was like the size of a dinner plate. I mean, it was a riot. And I'm like, okay, you guys are forgiven. At least you're trying. You know, what else can I say at that point? Oh my gosh. But it was a riot. But we had, when I lived in Michigan, my ex-husband drove truck. And so I was home alone with the kids quite a bit, which was fine. And it was dead of winter, which anybody that's lived in Michigan knows gets bitter cold. And the furnace went out and mm-hmm. it was like 11 o'clock at night. And I called and had to have a repairman come out in the middle of the night because it was snowing like crazy. It was, the temp was dropping and I certainly couldn't keep three children in a home with no heat. Mm-hmm. So we had somebody come out in the middle of the night and I'm thinking I had my whole clan was out there. And that group, I will probably never have the opportunity to work with a group like that again. I, they, what a blessing. 
they were truly a gift and they were so protective. God love them. And when we were going through the situation with my ex-husband, um, which was not a good situation, he tries to hurt you, run to the woods, run to the woods. We'll take care of him. Oh, and I'm like, no, 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 we can't do that. So um, but now this, this guy's coming out to fix the furnace. And I thought this is not going to go well because there was like guards stationed all around my yard. So yeah. he gets in and he pulls in and I see the first rock come flying out of the woods. Okay. Let me interrupt you real quick. This is the story that I thought was the funny one. It, the cable one was funny, but this is the one I love. So continue on, oh. continue on. Okay. So it, the first rock comes between or behind the truck and he didn't see it. You know, he comes to, I'm, and I'm telling the kids, listen to me Go outside and I'm going to keep them at bay while he fixes it, you know, and, and my boys were teenagers. They were young teenagers, but they were teenagers and they knew what was going on. And I said, just keep him busy. We need this for stuff going, you guys, I, we don't have hair like you. We need heat. We need heat. Mm -hmm. You know, and they're just, they're like, well, there's wood out here. And I'm like, no, I cannot set a fire in the house. <laughs> and they do. you, They do. I've watched them do it. But the kids wow. are in the house trying to keep the, the furnace guy busy. You know, and I'm telling yeah. them, just let them be looking outside. And they were bound and determined he was not going to be there. I mean, rocks are flying across the driveway. and They're flying around outside trying to get the, he finally got the furnace going and I'm like when he comes out there cannot be any rocks he will know you're here right and they were they were adamant we don't want him here we don't want him here and I'm like no no yeah he's got to be here I've got to have heat for these kids and they and you know I'll, you guys you know I'm nobody's hurting me I'm not being terrorized he had, but he was a stranger and, and they didn't like that Right. It got to the point where when people would come over, if they were friends, I the first thing I would do while I was outside is say, I know this is going to sound weird. I need to hug you. Like, I need them to physically. It's okay. Yeah. You know, they see that I'm okay with you. Generally, they're obviously did not like. And I really, I allowed to come there. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, spoke it, I spoke at the scientific conference. Meldrin had been giving me quite a hard time, and which that's all right. That's his prerogative. And he said, "Well, you know, if they're really there, you would have invited me to your home." And I'm thinking they would have never tolerated it. Never yeah. in a million yeah. years would have tolerated it. And I thought, you can think I'm crazy. You don't have to believe me. And I'm not trying to speak ill of him because I really, um. He, I'm sure, you know, he's done a lot of really good things. He's got reputation for some of the things he's done. And I have respect for that. Um, but it was just very odd because he's like, well, if it really was going on, you would have brought me there. I really didn't. I, I didn't even yeah. think to because I limited who I allowed there, whether it was friends, whether it was family, Igor Borstov stayed there. Oh my gosh. For years, he would come and spend two or three months there. He's done that here in yeah. South Carolina. And I had prominent people come. John Vendernagel came to my house, him and his wife. I was very fortunate they came and stayed. And so I had people that, you know, were in this field of research that were very well respected there. All that, you know, gave me positive 
feedback on it, but I did limit it. I mean, I looked at it this way. It was their world. We we're just paying the taxes on it. <laughs> you know? Right. I know. And they were very comfortable walking freely around the property. Wow. And, you know, we did ask, they thought it was funny. I didn't think it was funny because they pull a lot of pranks and I hit the, there, like right now I live in a house, but at the time I had a manufactured home and it had the skirting around it. It was a big double wide and they went first under my window and they pulled the skirting off so they could sit under there and they would go under and they would hit the floor and they tap mm -hmm. on the floor. And I think it was funny. And the kids knock back on the floor and oh it was like God. a game and the kids would do that all the time. My kids and their kids would do that all the time. And it was funny. Well, then they decided they were going to go on the end of the house and open that. Well, again, Michigan winners, you don't want that opened up. It causes your pipes to freeze. Right. Right. And so I would close it. They'd open it. I'd fix it. They'd open it. And this just went on and on and on. And you wouldn't think they could oh, fit under no. there, but the adolescents and the kids could. So they would make stick. The mom I had was just, it was unbelievable. I had struck on top of structures, on top of structures. You couldn't walk through because there were so many structures. I made the mistake of telling them I loved the structures, which I do. I really uh -huh. get their structures. Next thing I know, my entire and the front, oh the front two acres, Igor was out there for and he came in and he said he didn't even get halfway through it. There were so many. And I, and again, this is my normal. I don't know that this isn't normal. Right. And right. I said, well, isn't it like this everywhere? And he said, it's not like this anywhere. I mean, they were literally on top. It was unbelievable. People would just come over to look at the structures and they would like flip. They couldn't believe it. And so they, all these structures, you know, mm -hmm. and that was wonderful. I loved it. But things on the ground are welcome. The upright X, like if you get just like a regular X, it stay out. If you get an X with the post on each side, that's a ter territorial marker and a stay out at the same time. And you don't want to mess with them if you mess with that. Okay. I didn't realize that the ground X was a welcome. Okay. And they tear in the siding up or the skirting around the trailer. And I thought, I've had it. I, they've got to stop doing this. I mean, it was funny at first problem. And I had one night where one of the youngsters was underneath of it and I was walking around the trailer tapping on the skirting and it would tap back three feet down. I'd tap and run down to there and it would tap back. And I went all around the trailer a couple, two or three times doing that with it. And it, they it just had the best time. But so I closed it all up and I put a ground X in front of the spot that they were using as an entrance. And I thought, if oh they're my gonna, God, if they're not going to, yeah. And I'm thinking, they're not going to listen to me telling them that maybe in their understanding. Because the next morning, I mean, it was, the night was a mess. They were active playing around under that all night long. It was a shit storm, excuse my language. And the next morning I get up mad as a hatter and I go out there and I'm like, why, why would you guys ignore it? Like I tried to do it the way you do it. And I can, and they're their mind speaking is, you know, they do it all the time. Mm -hmm. The one we're close to is just cracking up, just hysterical. And I said, do you want to tell me what you, why they would, because it means welcome. I said, what? <laughs> he said, you told him welcome. And I'm like, I had a free for all under my house all night long. 
bumping on the floor there i mean it was ridiculous and i'm like okay and they thought that was funny eagle that went out so there i used to bring all the food and put it out back and then i got tired of carrying i thought well they're coming up to the house every night at 2 a.m anyway i might as well just feed everybody up there so about 75 feet off the end of my house it was all woods and i set up like a feeding station and i had all the of stuff in there and I had toys for the kids and I put blankets out in the winter time and that kind of thing and they were the stuff that went on over there was insane Igor and I did all kinds of little experiments starting to do things it was just it was a hoot but he was going to stay out one night he had taken an empty peanut butter jar because they love the peanut butter to begin with they took a peanut butter jar we got great fingerprints out of it because they unscrewed the top mm-hmm. and this was an empty jar with a screw on lid he put a chicken leg in it and he put it out there and he sat in the truck all night long and he watched this jar with in it, wait for them to come in. They didn't come in. So 530 right. in the morning, he decides he's got to use the restroom and he wanted a cup of coffee. So he goes in the house to get it, comes back out to the truck and the empty jar sitting on top of the hood of the truck. <laughs> They're so oh, bad. Oh, they, it was. The now, did Igor ever there. see them? Did he ever actually get to see them? Not really. He heard them. He found prints. He found hair samples. He did what he saw. It was not, I don't know if you can, if you can consider this. He was there and the evidence was huge. And all he wanted to do was see him. And he always had his camera. Aww. And they just, they would keep saying he's too public. But they would like go sit outside his window and he would, in his room, and he'd hear him at night. Yeah. And Bob did, Joe Stewart over at the house and Igor was there and I was there and the kids were there <clears throat> excuse me and Igor what had happened was they will use animals in the woods for various things just like they use the blackbirds or the crows they'll use them as watchers to spy on you okay notice they're watching you and then they go report back and they do they use the animals that are out there and they had gotten to where there were three raccoons and every night I would the same three raccoons would come in, or it looked like the same, would come in. They'd go check out every bucket, look at every piece of food, never take a bite. They never once took a bite out of any of that food. Right. One would go to the tallest tree that the buckets were hooked on and go all the way up to the top, look out in the directions that they came in every night and squeal and scream and carry on and chatter. And then it would come down and all three of the raccoons would leave and they would never touch a bite of food. And it would be a matter of minutes and the whole crew would come in and get the food. And I knew they were, yeah, it was amazing. People don't realize how much they really do use them. And so I told Igor about it and he said, I'm going to film this. I'm going to film this. So he took his camera and his tripod and it was nighttime. This is almost one o'clock in the morning. He went out in the middle of the side yard and he set it all up and he sat or crouched down, not sat, but crouched down. And he's looking through the camera and he's trying to make sure everything's all set because he was going to film the raccoon. I was exhausted. We'd been all over in the woods that day. So I said, you guys enjoy, you know, I do this every night. I'm going to bed. Mm-hmm. So I went to bed. Igor was out there. Joe Stewart and Bob Daigle were there and they went up against the house, which was, there was, it was shadowy there. So you really couldn't see them. And Igor's manning the camera and he's being very, very quiet and he's going to get these raccoons on video. What he actually got was a Bigfoot that decided it would be funny 
and it didn't realize Bob and Joe were pressed up against the height of the side of the house because it was shadowy there. And it walked up and went behind Igor. Oh. And every move that Igor make made, it imitated. Oh my God. And he had no idea that it was there. Bob Daigle and Joe are trying their darndest to get Igor to turn around because it was within 10 feet of him to just mm-hmm. simply turn around. And they didn't want to make a loud noise because they didn't know what would happen if it got spooked, would it hurt Igor? It didn't, but they didn't know. And they were trying right. to get Igor's attention and they never could. And it imitated every movement Igor made. It crouched down and it imitated every move he made. And then it simply stood up and walked away. And as it walked away is when Igor turned and started to turn around. And he said it looked like a, a black shadow of it. And he oh came in and woke me up. And he said, when they walk, like they glide. And they said, yeah, they do. Some of them actually do. And he crazy. saw that. Yeah. Um, you know, I saw them multiple times there. I had a lot of people see them there. I had a friend of mine that I went to church with and I didn't tell her and her husband about them. And they came to the house one day and I didn't know they were, they just had come stopped by and we had not a long, long driveway, but it was a, a relatively long driveway and it was right through the trees. So there was, you know, the trees all around it and they pulled in, they pulled in immediately and she talk we have to talk and I said what's the matter and she pulls me in my room what is the matter she said I'm not trying to scare you and I said okay what swear to you I just saw this massive black Bigfoot run across your driveway (laughs) oh my gosh and I hadn't told her about that I said taking me seriously I said I'm taking you very seriously she's like no you're not even reacting you don't understand and she was just in freak out mode and I said, listen, they've been here the whole time, so it's okay. You know, you're, they're not oh. going to bother anybody. But they just did all crazy things. I mean, it, it was just like watching the Three Stooges, you know. Right. Bob had come over one night, and, and Igor was there, and the kids were, my kids were there, of course. And we had a bonfire, and I can't remember. There's another researcher there. And Bob had gotten this big, huge five-gallon empty jar, and he had glow sticks. And they do like glow sticks. They think they're funny. <laughs> And he put a glow stick in it and he screwed the top closed and he hung it up in a tree. It attached a wire to the lid and he hung it up in a tree and we were sitting by the bonfire and he said, I want to see if they'll come up to see the glow stick. He put the glow stick in it. By the time he got back to the bonfire, the glow stick was out Mm -hmm. and he thought, what's wrong? So he goes back, he gets it over there. He gets the glow stick going again. He gets back to the campfire. It goes off. This happened seven times. So then he goes and he switches the glow stick for a different one. And he was bound and determined this was going to work. But he didn't realize was they were messing with the bloody glow stick. They can so actually he, alter the glow sticks too. Yeah, they, they did. It was, there's no other explanation. And there was footprints all over the ground. I mean, yeah, when they, yeah. there's two kinds of cloaking. Okay. There's a shimmer where it looks like, you know, the predator in the movie predator. Yeah. And then there's the complete cloak where you can't see them at all. People that can read energy can still feel their energy. Right. But you can't see them. And that's what they were doing. And then he couldn't get any of them to stay on. So he finally, he was staying at a hotel close to the house. And he said, I'm too tired for this. I'm going to go, you know, back to the hotel and go to sleep. I said, okay. He was not out the driveway and every glow stick he had lit up. I mean, it was just. You're kidding me. 
Oh, no. it oh, was, my. it was, but like I said, these things go on and I'm not always by myself when they happen. And right. I think me personally, I needed that verification because you're talking of a lifetime of this stuff and you try not to think you're crazy and you know, in your heart and your soul, you're not crazy. And everything I used to tell myself, the rest of my life is perfectly normal. I'm a mom, I'm a wife and everything is normal and I'm not crazy anywhere else, but all these things happen. Right. You know, right. and it, but like you said, then there's people around my godson who I love to the moon and back talked to me one day and he was always over at my house. He spent more time in my house than he did anywhere else from the time he was like, I don't know, two or three on up. And he said to me about two years ago, he says, Aunt Robin. And I said, yeah, baby. And he said, it was all real, wasn't it? And I said, what? He said, the giant gorillas and the giant monkeys that used to run around your yard. He said, I can remember being a little kid and sitting, I had a big bay window in the house that he used to come visit me at. And he said, I saw him run across the front yard. And he said, for years, I thought I imagined it, but he said it was really real, wasn't it? And I said, yes, sweetie, it was real. My 15-year-old granddaughter, her mom, her, her dad and her mom were military and her dad was deployed and her mom was going into the reserves. So she had to be gone for four weeks, for six weeks for basic training. And then another four, five weeks for classes for training. And her and her brother came and stayed with me. Her brother was really tiny. He was like five, six months old. And she was five years old. And they stayed with me, which was amazing. I, I, it was fantastic. I loved it. Mm -hmm. And she was outside my, you know, the driveway and a large portion of our property at that time was sand. And she was out building sandcastles and she was sitting probably, I want to say six to eight feet from the tree line, which was very close to my front door. I walked in to get her something ready to eat for lunch. I look out my kitchen window and I see her toss a rock in the woods and I, and not like being forceful, just like playing, you know, right. like if I right. toss a ball back and forth and pretty soon this rock, little tiny rock about the size, not even about half the size of a golf ball rolls back over to her wow she picks it up and she smiles and she tosses it back in the woods pretty soon it rolls back again and this went on for a couple minutes and I thought oh god you know as a parent as a grandparent there is not any situation you are ever going to be in that you're ever going to feel is safe enough for your babies mm -hmm. and so you know like the group that I, I had a lot of faith in but now you're talking about my grandchild you know, I don't want anybody that close to my babies. Right. So I went out and I told, I said, you guys, I said, what are you doing? And they just smiled. And she, she looked right at them. And we had just taken her to see Alvin and the chipmunks. And mm -hmm. she said, grandma, she said, your house is so cool. She said, you have, you have Alvin and the chipmunks, but yours are really big. Yours oh. are a lot bigger than the ones in the movie because there was three of them standing there. And she just associated it with Alvin and the chipmunks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and she's like, yours are really cool. They're a lot bigger. And I'm like, yeah, we're not playing that close to us. So I brought her in the house. But do they get offended know. when you get, you feel kind of like protective with, no, you know, like where you don't trust them kind of in a way, I guess. I think they never have said anything about it and they never acted put off about it. They're uh -huh. so highly protective of theirs. I don't know. They just, they never acted funny about it. I think maybe disappointed once in a while because they'd like to get closer to them. But yeah. they're 
some that will take children and it's not just because they're trying to be, some are aggressive, just like we have pedophiles, you know, again, you have to relate it back to our people, but, um, some do it where there's been a female that's lost a child and she's grieving, but also in their culture, you don't leave them unattended. If you're not with them, there's multiple others in the clan that are taking care of them. They are highly, highly protective of their children. And so if like, you know, we're comfortable letting our kids go out in the yard and play and maybe we're not out there standing right on top of them, but if they feel like a child has not got somebody's attention on it, they will take them. And in their world that that's not being being cruel, they're looking at this child is without a clan and they do take them. And there's been several cases where that's happened, unfortunately, and it doesn't normally end well. There have been some kids that have gotten, they've taken back home. I mean, okay. they've, they've, you know, if they're lost or something, um, they literally get them back home. Wow. But there are also cases where even if they don't intentionally want these children to die, they are not used to the exposure. Yeah. And that is generally what happens to them. There are some that are abusive. I mean, we, we have the same thing with our people and it, it's very sad, you know, so I always tell people, you don't. You don't trust them with the kids. Even I don't care how good they are. It's yeah. not that you, you know, it's not that you think that they're trying to hurt them. Most would never hurt a child. But you don't want them to think that they're without a person or without a clan or a family because they will take them and try to raise them. Jeez, Robin. I mean, oh it God. does happen, unfortunately, you know, but their ways, the thing is with them, number one, you know, and most people don't believe it and that's okay. Like I said, I don't get offended when people don't believe me, you know, when they start saying unkind things, I'm human and my feelings get hurt, but I get over it pretty quick because while they're saying all those things, I'm going to go home and I'm going to play with my Bigfoot. So, (laughs) you know, that's kind of how I try to keep that in my head and I'm going to continue to experience the things I I experience, but they are a human hybrid. Mm -hmm. I mean, not only people can ridicule the Ketchum study (laughs) till the cows come home, all the information from that study was never released because the public was so venomous. Right. Everybody, at least you could, they could have asked questions, but if everybody could have per se, not been so cruel, Mm -hmm. information would have come out and it would have blown them away. But because unfortunately people acted the way they did, all the information didn't come out and that's really sad because it's really just incredible. So, um, that, you know, that was unfortunate, but that study is solid. You know, I know all the one where you, you said that the Bigfoot were part ET and then part human. Well, the study never said they were part (laughs) ET. So I want to be really clear on that. Okay. Uh, Let me explain. Okay. When they did the DNA study, they checked the DNA in multiple databases that are out there for the scientists to work with. And I'm not a scientist. I You'll never hear me claim to be. Okay. What mm-hmm. I know about science, it put it on ahead of a pin. Um, but I will say this. When they did the mother side, it, it came, the mitochondrial side was human. They went to go test the nuclear side, which is the dad. And when it came to the dad, it did not match any database that they had access to. 
Okay. Okay. So that's how that is listed for the science in the paper. It's unknown because they, it is unknown to them. Scientifically speaking, it is unknown. There is nothing to compare that. So that's the standpoint from the scientific study. So now we take that and we set that off to the side because then what I'm going to tell you has nothing to do with that study. Okay. I don't want it associated with it. I want to make that clear to people because I've had people come back and say, well, you know, Melba Ketchum said that, you know, it was an ET. He does not. Hang on, Robin, you're breaking up. Robin, did I lose you? Hang on, you guys. I might have to reconnect with her. Give me a minute here. We'll be right back. Hello. Robin, are you back yeah, on? Yeah, I'm back you on. Did. Where, did we, where did it drop off at? <clears throat> I, you dropped off right when you said um, that whatever the study was separate than what you were going to tell us. Okay, because I didn't even know it was off. Yeah, I was like, Robin, I lost you. I can't, I can't, I can't hear you. Yeah. So as soon as you started to say what, I, I believe what you're going to say that they told you, that's where it okay. dropped off. What they did, I was outside. I'd spent the day outside and we were taking photographs and, and doing some things and they were running around and they were really active that day. And it was early evening. I went out there, I put food out for them and... I was out and I just, I asked them, I mean, it, you know, they can talk. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's not yeah. and they might, they can talk verbally, but they can also mind speak. And so I just said, I just wanted to know what they were. I mean, it was pretty simple. I said, you know, what are you? And the one that I'm closest to pointed to me and he said, we're human like you. And then he pointed at the sky and he said, and star people. Wow. And for me, it was like the biggest sigh of relief because the paranormal abilities that they have are extreme. Right. I've, right. I've watched them. I, they've taught me. And I've had people around me that have seen them. God, my husband, since we've been together, he, he is so knowledgeable on this stuff. Because we're living it daily. Mm -hmm. I met him because a friend that I had helped, I actually had met on Facebook and wanted help with what was going on at his place. He knew my husband. And he contacted me and he said, I know this great guy, his name is Pat McCray, and he really could use some help on this stuff because things are happening. Getting together and getting married. But he's, he's seen so much stuff since we got together, it's mind-blowing. And he is phenomenal at MindSpeak. He, right. there's him and only one other person that I can honestly say are the best I've ever worked with. Like I will put my money on what they get any day of the week. In fact, because I do, and I know this sounds really stupid. I kind of work for the Bigfoot. Like they send me different places to do various jobs and, and help them in certain ways. And, and I do healing and that kind of thing. And I verify everything because the stuff that I do with them can get dicey. And so my husband and another very dear friend of mine, we all mind speak. If we don't all three get the same thing, I don't do anything because wow. I verify the living tower.
thing there is. Like I'm really, I'm really anal about it. Like I verify it up one side and down the other because this stuff can make you think that you're crazy. It truly yeah. can. Yeah. And I can imagine. Yeah. But they, that's what they told me they were. And that was a long time before I ever met Melba. But Robin, where does the, you had told me in one of our, in our one of the one conversation we had that I, we haven't even touched on dog men yet. And let me say, we're probably going to have many conversations on here because I'm going to bug Robin to come on. <laughs> I love talking to you. We have a blast. There's so you know, much like me. No funny. way we can cover everything in one interview. There's just no way. There's too much. I mean, I could have you on a million times and I would just be like, I'm just hungry for like anything. <laughs> I, I, like, you, we have like some, you and I have some great conversations. I, and yeah. I have to tell you, Tracy, I adore you. I have so I, much fun talking to you and you and I are so much. We are. are. We are. And the views that you and I have are shared. And it's yeah. so refreshing for me. Like I have a select group of people that I will completely open up with because I know they're not going to, they're going to seriously, they're going to be respectful and they're not going to nut job. And you're one of those people. You're like part of my tribe, you know? So I'm really comfortable talking to you. And again, I don't expect anybody. And I hate this phrase, but I'm going to use it because it kind of fits to just drink the Kool-Aid, you know, because it really is astronomical and it is very difficult to believe but the thing about it is, I don't care if you're George Lucas or Steven Spielberg, you can't make up the stuff that goes on in my life. No, you, you can't. I had a friend Robin, of mine. I feel it. Like I, I put feelers out. I don't know if that makes sense to you. I'm sure it makes sense to you. But I have these things like antennas that go out with people. And mm-hmm. I can predict stuff. Like I can feel when things are going to happen. I've, I've predicted deaths and things coming in the mail and like somebody can call me or somebody can show up at my door and I know who it is before I even go out there. I have like these antennas that go out and it's weird. Like I push, it's like I pulse out. I always call it pulsating out like these, this feeling of trying to grasp if something's real, something's true. Like how I can see, I can read people. I can read things in my environment, everything you can feel with you that it's true yeah do you know i mean everything you're saying you can feel it you know and i've had a lot of people come up to me and say you know at least when we talk to you you talk with conviction like you don't hesitate you don't have to feel around for the answer and i said i don't at all you know but i miss the beat like it's crazy it's like wow this is like it's so amazing you know it's incredible like that you tracy i have to I'm not leaving, but I have to just pause for one second. Okay. Because, okay, okay one second, sweetie. Okay. Hang on, guys. Robin's going to pause for a minute. I'm just sitting here right now. Um, I'm going to be doing some, I have some Q&As I'm, I'm setting up for Robin. Like as she's talking to me, I'm jotting down all these questions and there's like a pile of them. Don't leave. I'm not. I'm actually talking about the Q and A's I'm writing down for you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff here I have to to ask Robin. So bear with me, guys, because this is probably going to take many episodes. Because, like I said, we kind of got sidetracked here. I wanted to talk about, you know, her life from the very beginning 
like her journey through her life. And, and obviously she's had, you know, probably, I don't know how old Robin is, but she's got grandchildren. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, you know, 50 plus years of experiences with seeing not only Bigfoot, but dog men, cat people. Um, and I don't even know what else ETs, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot here. So, um, the questions I have, I'm just, like I said, I'm writing down many, many things and you might feel like I'm missing things like that. We started to talk about some stuff and then it got kind of, you know, we... and I'm back again. Sorry guys. I, this glitchy stuff that's going on here today, we are just being disrupted left and right today. And I'm glad that you're kind of getting a chance to experience some of it. Um, as I was saying, um, if you know you hear us talking about something and then we kind of break up and we go off we get kind of redirected onto a different conversation onto something else you know where it kind of you're like oh wait a minute they never finished the story they didn't finish this thought i'm writing this stuff down and i'm keeping track of what we did not finish talking about and i will go back to it so do not worry about that i'm i'm very um technical minded so i don't forget anything typically, which is really helpful with this. So, um, like I said, if we started some conversations and you notice that, you know, we kind of went off in, into something else, um, I will go back and revisit it. So don't worry. I kept track of that. Um, so we got cut off again and I'm going to start from here again. We're going to go back into our conversation here. Be right back after a brief moment. No, no, you're okay. I had to, I think I ran out of time on the, on the one, the timer thing. So I was like, okay, you know, so I thought I had to restart it again. So we're good. Okay. We're good. Well, my neighbor called while we were speaking and I didn't answer it and she came running over and she had an emergency and she needed me to help her do something very quickly. So I am sorry. I don't normally do that, but no, no, she you're is okay. You're okay. Just adore her. She's the sweetest woman ever. Oh, so she just, she's like, I got to have this scent. I can't do this. I don't know how to do it. And I'm like, I got it covered. I can do it real quick. So, she, so everybody's okay. Well, first I want you to go back to, I was talking about the story about the, the furnace guy came. You didn't talk about the part where you had gone out to talk to them. They quieted down. Then when he was leaving, like all heck broke, broke loose. Like that was the funniest part to me. So could, do you remember that when you were talking about that part? Uh, yeah, I, missed what you said. I heard you say when they, he was leaving. Yeah, just yeah, I'm, I'm standing out in the cold going, just be quiet. Just let me get this guy out of here. Right. But you said that they had, um, like you had go. I guess your son had sent you back out because they were making so much racket and you were afraid that the cable guy was going to get scared. Yeah. Or not the, guy, the, the furnace guy was going to get sent off. So you went out and talked to them and they got quiet until he left. Oh yeah. Then the whole woods erupted. I mean, yeah, they, were they, throwing, yeah. they were throwing rocks out of the woods and anything they could at the back of his truck. I thought, good God, I'm surprised. You know, he probably would never come back if I would have ever called no, him again. He would have part, Robin, I lost it. Cause you're just thinking about, so everything quiets down. This guy thinks everything's normal. And as he's leaving the whole woods yeah, with, I, with rocks did. And at his car. I know. Yeah. And I'm standing out there. Like I came in once to find out if he could fix it. And when mm -hmm. I came in and I was only inside briefly, all you can hear are screams. Yeah. <laughs> you know, outside and the guy's looking around and he's like, is somebody getting hurt? And I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. It's probably the neighbor's dog howling. And I'm making up noises, you know, and making up excuses. 
And my son's like, mom, just go out there and make him be quiet. We got to get the heat on in here. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. So I go back out and I got him done. And the guy came out and I signed the bill and everything. And I'm like, all I want mm-hmm. you to do is be quiet. If he sees you guys, he's not going to leave. It's going to be a problem. Just really be quiet. That's all I need you to do. But as soon as he got in the truck and he started to drive away, it was like this landslide of anything they could get. It's and just throw so funny. Well, we had, so funny. I had, well, I tell you, we had a Shetland pony. Um, I had bought for my kids when they were little. We had mm-hmm. actually had two and one had passed away and we still had the other one. And every time I put this pony in any type of fencing, he would climb the fence, run through the fence. He didn't care if it was a hot wire, hog panels, whatever. He destroyed it. Oh my God. And so he went outside on a boat rope. He had a 200 foot boat rope and I, he had a lean to, so he had shelter, but he had some problem about being fenced into anything. And he was good as gold. I mean, he really was a sweet old man, but, the Bigfoots loved him and they would braid his tail. They'd braid his mane. I would go out there and there would be muddy handprints all over him and little tiny butt prints. I swear the kids would get on him. I don't, I never saw it, but I would find little tiny butt prints on him on his back. And they figured out how to untie him. And I would get up and it was like a where's Waldo every day. Where mm-hmm. would the pony be? Because would he be in the front yard? Would he be back in the woods? And he would be, t- and I have a picture of one of the knots that they, they did. And they would move him. They would literally move him. And I would put food out and they'd take stuff over to him. And I would go in deer season. You can buy the big 50 pound bags of like apples, carrots, sweet potatoes, whatever you want. And I went to go get them because I was buying apples all the time. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things that they liked. And I went to go buy the apples. And the only thing they had left was a mixture. It was apples, carrots, and turnips. In this big 50 pound bag. And I thought, well, I've never given them turnips. And, you know, this is the only thing they have. So I'll get it. So I just took the bag out, set it in the woods and said, have at it, guys, whatever. Yeah. The next morning I got up and I went out to see if any of the food had been eaten and the bag had been ripped open and the bag was empty and laying there. And I thought, okay, at least they got it. I walk over to where the pony's at. And apparently they don't like turnips. (laughs) That particular group. Every single turnip that was in that bag had been taken from that spot, moved over to where the pony was at, and they had tossed the turnips to the pony. The entire area that he was in was littered with nothing but turnips, and he wouldn't eat it either. So apparently ponies don't like turnips. But it was hysterical because they were all in the bag. The bag's empty. Now the turnips are over with the pony. Yeah. Yeah. Try to get the pony to eat them. Oh, my God. And they would go to move his ropes. I And I have pictures of all this. I would go out there and I felt so bad for the little guy because they would have gone to move him and they would tie the rope. They'd wrap the rope ups in the tree and you would think that, okay, you can say that the pony did it. Well, the pony can't do it when it's tied up in a tree, 12, 15 feet. And it's a Shetland pony. How is he getting it up there to wrap it around there? He can't (laughs) get up that high. He just simply can't. And it would be wrapped like a maze all through the woods, but it would be so high. And Igor was there and I'm like, you know, I've tried, I always try when I see things, I try to be logical first because not everything is a Bigfoot, not everything is an ET or a dogman or any of the cryptids. And so I try to think of the rational. Yeah. Well, I don't think in your life there's too much rational, you know? The pony can do that. Mm -hmm. And he's like, he can, it's too high up. We had to get a ladder 
to get up there to unwind this stuff because they had it so far up in the tree. You know, yeah. I mean, we had one night they had, he was tied up and we had, I had two people with me and we had done, they wanted an Indian smudge ceremony done. And one of the people that were with me knew how to do that. She was spending the week at my house or the weekend at my house and three clans came in for the ceremony. So she did the, the Bigfoot wanted an Indian smudge ceremony. Yeah, that's what they wanted. And I had never done one and she knew how to do them. And so she was doing the, saying the words that she needed to say. And we had the sage in the shell and was doing the whole thing. And we had three different clans that came in and you could see outlines of them in their eyes all through the tree line. And I had seen a couple of them moving out away from the tree line. And the one I had actually followed to try to see what he was doing mm -hmm. and pulled around and he darted back in the woods. So I came back and this was in, at night. We're talking again, 11, 12 o'clock at night. Right. And so we did that and we knew that there was three clans there and it wasn't just my guys that were there. And next thing I know, they had untied the pony and they were dragging the pony into the woods. And he was normally very comfortable with my, the clan that stayed at my place. He knew him. He never got scared they moved him all over the place and he never, mm -hmm. you never saw him panic. He was terrified. His eyes were white. Oh, he's rearing man. up. He's trying to pull back from being pulled in the woods. And I look over and here he is getting drug across the yard and the rope is in the woods. Right. And all you could see is an outline of what was pulling him over there. Well, I'm like going defensive mode. I mean, that's our pony. I don't want him hurt. He's obviously terrified. Right. You know, when the other ones would take him into the woods, he didn't care, but he didn't know this, this particular one. So like an idiot, I run across the yard. I grab the rope. I plant my feet in the ground. I'm pulling back so they can't pull the pony because I'm stupid. I actually believe that I can stop this 14 foot tall Bigfoot from pulling the pony in the yard. And I, I can only imagine all the yeah. ones that were laughing at me. And I look like I'm skiing because my feet are planted on the ground. I'm holding the rope. The pony's behind me rearing up and I'm being pulled across the yard with the pony. Right. So we get all the way to the tree line and I can see his toes. I can see his thigh because I, that's where I'm at. And I'm thinking this is going to get bad really quick, but I wouldn't let go of the rope. And I'm going, you can't have him. You're scaring him. If you want to see him, then you have to let leave him alone and let the kids come up and see him. He doesn't know you. He's scared. And I'm talking to them. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get a, a response that I heard that was audible. And I didn't get any mind speak other than laughter. Boy. And I got pulled all the way to the tree line to where I'm literally like toe to toe. And I mean, I don't even think there was 12 inches, you know, between us. And I thought somebody had told me once, don't look him straight in the eye. It, it's disrespectful. I've not had that issue with any of them, but mm -hmm. I didn't know this one. So I'm thinking I'm not going to look up because I don't want to get scared. I don't want to be disrespectful, but I'm not letting him take this pony. Right. And I, it wasn't that I did anything to stop him. I think he really and truly just said, look at this stupid, pathetic Cuban. And he laughed and he dropped the rope. Once I got toe to toe, he dropped the rope. It didn't have anything to do with anything wonderful on my part as much as I think he just oh, figured no. this, yeah. you know, it was a funny situation and he just let it go. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what he was going to do I'm with the pony though. You know, I'm just right here. Yeah. 
that's all right. I'll take care of it. Go up it there. So I'm sorry. So anyway, yeah, it was a riot. And when it happened, my friend absolutely freaked out. Like she jumped, we were sitting out in the yard in, in lawn chairs, watching them walk around and play in the woods. And she jumped up and grabbed her chair and she like was getting out of there. And my other friend that was there was like, Oh, don't worry. It'll be fine. This kind of stuff mm-hmm. goes on all the time here. You know, it's not a big deal. And I thought he just thought I was the craziest human ever. I know he did. Well, do but you they know never... why he wanted the pony though? I mean, what he wasn't. Yeah, hurt, I, was he? no, I asked him, I said, what do you want with the pony? And he said, the kids, the children just want to pet him. And, oh, I, and okay. I said, that's fine. He can, but don't drag him in the woods, kicking and screaming because he's terrified. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we, it was calm the rest of the night. You okay. know, I don't think he had any ill intentions. He could have killed me in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I, I, you know, they could, you know. Oh, absolutely. You know, they can pop your head off and not think anything of it. You know, <laughs> most of them are very kind, but it's with them. The key thing is respect. It is, it really, that's just their culture. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important to know their ways are not our ways. They have a hundred percent different culture and our words don't mean the same to them, but they are a people. They have language. They have an alphabet. They can write. They can read. They can do these things. Mm-hmm. They, but they aren't us. Our cultures are completely different. You can live among them without being fearful, without you know being hurt. But the thing is understanding that they do have a different culture. Right. And right. the other thing with it is because their ways are different, I can't tell you how many people contact me and say I was attacked. And I said, tell me how they attacked you. Because there are some that will. I'm not going to say they're, I would never tell people that they're all good because they aren't. Right. But neither are our people. And I said to them, I said, you know, what did they do? Well, it came out of the woods and it raised its arms and it, it whipped its arms back and forth. And I said, in the military, when that happens, that's a form of surrender. Wow. Okay. And I said, waving back and forth, did it touch you? No. Well, then how were you attacked? Yeah, how are you attacked? Well, it, it yelled and it waved its arms at me. That's not an attack. And, you know, people are terrified because of the looks of what they look like. Yeah. But we look just as frightening to them. They can't understand where the hair is at. We, they call us hairless humans. Is that what they call us? Yeah. I yep. want to go back to, we were talking about the DNA. I mm-hmm. wanted to ask you, what has made them look the way they do if the grays look like they do and they're in these these bigfoot are part you know human obviously and then there you said they're the other part of them what they told you was part or you know the other part is a is um et yeah what what caused them to look and even smell like they do what's what's up well with the smell? The, well the smell is not what everybody thinks it is i mean people just think that they all smell yeah. You know, I can't tell you how many don't. It's a personal okay. hygiene thing. Um, okay. It, it really, I've had some that just, oh my God. And I've seen videos of, that people have gotten of some crossing the road and they've got feces and mats all over them and everything else. And I'm like, dude, take a bath. Oh no. I thought it was a glandular thing, almost like a defense thing they had maybe, you that, know? I'm going to be honest and tell you on that. I can't tell you conclusively yes or no. In my experiences, it's not. Okay. It's really a personal hygiene thing. The females, especially when they're pregnant, seem to emit more of a floral smell. But oh. then I also have 
ones that have told me that they take and rub the flowers all over their body. You know, they'll braid their hair if they can find ribbon or, or anything, even leaves and a vine that look pretty, they'll braid them into the braids. Um, it's, I think it's, you know, and this is just my opinion. I don't have any way to prove it scientifically. I believe it's just a matter of hygiene. Right. Because, now the ones that I'm closest to, I know shadow, I've never gotten an odor off of shadow. Okay. He's going, Thank you. <laughs> I've never gotten an odor off of that boy. And he's come up and stood 10 feet from me in full form. In, wow. In, in full form. And it was funny because he was 10 feet from me and I'm looking at him and I'm looking in his eyes and he's absolutely incredible. His head is exactly like a regular human. And he is white all over, except he has a strip. on. It looks like a tattoo. I don't know how he, it's like that, but it's black on the side. He's got like a little strip, almost like a lightning bolt type marking on his arm, on the left arm and the upper part of it. And but the rest of it is all white. I mean, he's even got white hair on his eyelids. I mean, it's literally that white. He's not an albino. He has dark hair. His skin is more of a darkish color, but his hair is all white. And he was like 10 feet from me. And he only cloaked because my son and his husband were walking through some really tall grass and they were walking towards me. And one of the ones, it was a youngster and he's red and he was doing the, they do a belly crawl. It reminds you of the Scooby-Doo thing. Yeah. You know, yeah, like that. And, and they can move extremely fast doing it. Like you would not believe how fast they can do it. And he was cutting through the grass on his belly. And then I had another one over on the side. Her name was, we called her Betty. And she was over there on the side. And my son and my ex-husband were walking towards me. And I didn't want them. I didn't want my son scared because the one that was doing the belly crawl was cutting right in front of where he was walking. Mm-hmm. And they will go up and grab your legs and just think it's funny and knock you on your butt. I mean, they think it's funny. I've never had him do it, but I've talked to a lot of people that have done it and they told me that they do it. So I hollered to him and I said, you've got one on the ground in front of you. You've got one over to this side and one over here. And when I hollered, I did it because I didn't want my son frightened, but it scared Shadow. Oh, and okay. so I turned to look at him and he cloaked right in front of me. Wow, Robin. Yeah, I felt so bad. I still feel bad about that because the interaction would have been incredible. But my son yeah. comes first, obviously. Well, but did I you be, apologize? I mean, did you try to I, mind speak yeah, to him? I, said, I told him, I said, sweetie, it wasn't you. I'm not mad at you. You didn't do anything wrong because he kept mm-hmm. asking me. And he calls me mom, but he calls me mom because he heard my kids call me mom. Oh, my God. Call me mom. But it's not because they think I'm their mother. They literally, I have two names. They call me mom or they call me by the tribal name they gave me. And, but normally I'm close enough to them where they, they call me mom. Some of the other ones that come for help me by the tribal name out of respect. But, you know, I told him it it wasn't him. He didn't do anything wrong. But my concern was I didn't want my son scared because of the one doing the belly crawl in front of him. Yeah. You know, but I have gone out in the woods and been walking and hear footsteps next to me and see nothing. I've gone out when there's snow on the ground and walked through the woods and watched footprints being made you know, within a matter of five to six feet for me. That's amazing. You know, That's it's crazy. And, you know, every now and then you'll get one foot here and one foot there. And people are like, I don't understand how it can happen. Well, number one, they levitate. So that has a lot to do with it. Right. I've had the, where the feeding area was at. It was all, they had, you know, pushed all the foliage that was down. So it was all dirt. 
And I'd go out there and I tried and I brought in sand and put it down too because I wanted to get some good footprints. And I had a female take a branch. Her and her baby were over there getting food. And I had a female take a branch and wiggle it back and forth and just erase the footprint. Yeah. And I thought no, and I thought people have no idea the intelligence. None. That, well, God, know, they're probably I, more intelligent than we are. I mean, if they're part yeah. EP, for God's sakes, or yeah. it almost sounds like the female mother, the DNA of the mother might have even been Indian. Like if if they have a tribal well, way of them and wanted an Indian smudging, I mean, is that a possibility? That- well, the the mother's side can come from any human. I mean, to say, I don't, we didn't see anything in the study that I'm aware of that I was purposely told um, said what human, what kind of human yeah, it was, but it would be individual. It's like, you know, my DNA and my mom's side is going to be different than yours. That's true. Yeah. But yeah. they did, you know, hundreds of years ago, they lived alongside the native Americans. Right. Right. And said to somebody that had some knowledge about this way back when I was starting to study all this, they said that they had told him, the Indians had told them that they were a tribe of men. Yeah. Like an Indian tribe of men. That, right. That, yeah, the, it, but know. they do a lot of Native American ways. And if you do your research on the areas that you're in and the clans that you're working with, some of the Native American ways from those people there and that tribe have kind of rubbed off on the, the Bigfoots that are in that area. Uh, I got like you. where I was at, I lived in an area that hundreds of years ago was Ojibwe land. Okay. So when I went back to some of the traditions of the Ojibwe people, some of not all, but some of those would be a reflection on the clans that I had there. So, I mean, I think that there is that tie. I don't know if their uh, genealogy would be Native American, but I do know they were alongside of them. But yeah. for the bad part is, you know, there's some tribes that they interacted with. Mm-hmm. But yet there are other tribes where it was bad. They would steal okay. each other's children. There was fighting. There was wars. I mean, and that this is hundreds of years ago. Right. You know, right. most the Native American ones that I know now have a good relationship with them, but I'm I would never presume to say it's like that everywhere. Right. Because it depends on the individuals. But I know there were clans that interacted with the Native Americans in a peaceful manner. But yeah. I also know that there were ones that did not. Do you know how long they live? Like how long a Bigfoot? Like what's their Well, this is know? the crazy part, you know. I've heard so many different things. I've heard people tell me that, you know, they really live about the same age that we do. Mm -hmm. But when you ask them, they'll tell you hundreds of years. But the thing is, is that there's physical form and there's spirit form. And I don't think when their physical body dies, they're dead. They just use the spirit form and they can go because they're multidimensional. Okay. And that's another point people have a hard time with. They can go between dimensions like nobody's business. Like I've watched them going into portals. They've had me close portals. They've had me open portals. They took my cat in a portal and was gone five days until I had an absolute hissy fit. (laughs) And my husband finally went and got the one I'm close to. And he's like, she's having a meltdown. Like if you don't bring this cat back, she is going to lose her mind. And pretty soon the cat come walking out of it. I had a, a German shepherd that inadvertently went into portal and I watched this dog go in and just vanish and never come back. Well, two and a half hours later she did. Wow. But when the cat did it, they had already taken him twice 
And he darted out the front door and I thought, oh, and he's drawn to these portals. Like he knows where they're at. And he got out the front door and I was just having a fit. And we were all out in the yard trying to catch this cat. And I'd like to point out this cat I have, I got from the Bigfoots. I I wasn't looking for a cat. They gave me this cat. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll I'll explain that after I explain this. And he went around the house and there's a spot under these bushes that I have long suspected they use as a portal under there that you can feel the energy in it. Things disappear when it goes under there. And but so I knew about it. Open portal. It, it's never closed. No, they, they come and go as they want out of it. And he okay. went right to it. I watched him go in it and I watched him disappear. And I was devastated. I have pictures and Tracy, I don't know if I showed them to you or not. I have pictures of portals in my yard. You showed me one in your, by your garage. Yep. With the thing coming out of it. Did you remember seeing explain the missing 411 cases? Some of it, yes, it does. It actually does. Now, the cat I got, um, we were out in our front yard, and there was music coming out of my bushes up by the front of the yard. And this was really loud music. And it was a weird music we had never heard before. And it was so loud, my next-door neighbors heard it. So they were out in their yard trying to figure out why music was coming out of my bushes where there was nobody that you could see in there. And there was nothing to have music come out of it. And this, again, was late at night. It's now it had started about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And it's now 1, 1, 30. And the music is still going strong. Yeah. And the next door neighbors, her son, her adult children were there and they're looking and I'm looking. Finally, I got in the car. Janice Carter was here. And we went for a drive to see if maybe was there music in town because I'm, I'm not that I'm out of town, but I'm not like way, way out, but I'm out in the woods. And we drove all over the dirt roads trying to find out where this music was coming from. And it wasn't coming from anywhere but my bushes. Yeah. And, you know, now you've got almost 11 people that are hearing all this. So, again, not by myself. So I'm coming back to the house and it's like 1:30 in the morning. And I get to my driveway and, you know, my, my main guy says to me, he says, mom, don't go home. Keep going, go down by the the river. And I said, why am I going down there? It's like a swamp, little tiny river thing. I said, why am I going down there? He says, you will see it. He needs your help. And I said, but what am I going to see? He said, just go there. Okay. So I go past my house. I drive down there and here sits this kitten. He was so thin and so dehydrated. It was pathetic. He was probably four months old. No weight on his body, every bone sticking out, extremely dehydrated. And he said, he'll be right down there. He's waiting for you. He's by the river, by the edge of the road. I said, okay. And that's exactly where he was. He said, you have to take care of him. I said, okay. I stopped the car and I thinking, you know, we, the cat population of feral cats here is insane. And I'm thinking he's not going to let me near him. Hey buddy. I said, what are you doing? And he looked at me, he ran straight to me, clumber in my arms oh my gosh and I thought what if I'm you know then I thought what if it's somebody's cat so yeah I go and I put him back down and I said I'll wait and I'll follow him to see if possibly he's going to go to somebody's house he walks trots down the road he starts running in a circle because he doesn't know where to go I said this is ridiculous so such bad shape I decided that even if it was somebody's they didn't deserve him because to leave right. him in that shape was terrible I get out of the car I said come on let's go home and he just ran right to me clawed his little legs his body right up my jeans and into my arms oh my God. and we named him Forrest because I pulled him out of the forest 
and he's he's been with us ever since but they take him on portals all the time wow that's amazing i didn't know they cared about cats or i always thought they wanted to most of the cases you hear they they you mm -hmm. know people end up losing animals around yeah and see then there's my situation when i was in michigan around um cats that people had dumped so i had a lot of cats were outside that i was feeding and mm -hmm. I went out there one day and one was just tore all apart. It was in bad shape. It later died. But I don't mm -hmm. necessarily know that they did it. It just, it came up to the house in that shape. And I was so angry. And I went out there and I said, you will not hurt my animals. These are like my children. These are like my babies. I said, you have pets. They use, you know, fox, cougars, coyotes, wolves, whatever they want out there as pets. And I said, that's fine. But you don't get to tear mine apart. If you can't be here peacefully and not hurt my animals, then you can't be there. Right. I have never to this day had them hurt one of my animals. Never. Wow. That's amazing. You know, that's um, we have ducks out. I had um, exotic cats outside. They don't bother any of them. They love my dogs. We have a white Pyrenees and they absolutely adore her. Septic tank is country i have a septic field and a septic tank there's with stakes on it and when we put the backyard we did it so that the septic tank wasn't in the fenced in yard on the outside yeah. of the fence and she was out one day and she's playing and she's having a good old time and i'm like what is she playing with i go out there they had pulled one of the stakes off the septic tank that we marked it with and tossed it in the back to play with so i take it back out i put it back on the septic tank and Every now and then we'll find shoes get tossed in the yard or something. Somebody's boots from a neighbor that left their shoes outside. They'll snap them and they'll take them, toss them in my backyard for the dogs to play with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's crazy. One day I looked out there and it looked like there was a four in my backyard and all the dogs had hold of the two by four and we're with it. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> I mean, it must be crazy. It just, it just, I can't even imagine every day just waking up not knowing what the heck's going to be, yeah. you know, expect, you know? The only time they get really, really super quiet is when there's a death. They do four days of silence for a death. And yes, they do funerals, yet a certain way they bury their dead. And that's why nobody finds their bodies, bury them, and how they mark the grave sites and everything. That's why people can't find them. And because okay. they've sent me to do blessings on different graves, which I, oh, so but they, they do, do four days. Okay. Yeah. hundred percent. I just, I wanted to, maybe and, they sent back up to, you know, like wherever. Yeah. You know. No, no, they, there are a certain group of ETs and I don't know what they're called, but they are that try to capture them to kill them. I know. Because the Bigfoot went against, yeah. Bigfoot's went against the ET. But um, as far as the, the, um, Bigfoots go, and I believe that the, the same thing. I, I have every reason to believe that. The dogmen here doing a lot of verbal talking. Once in a great while, somebody will say they verbally hurt. But for the most part, you don't hear it. Mind speak. They'll mind speak all day long. Now, do I they also us when we talk to them, even if it's verbally? Like if if I were to go out and say something, yeah. do they understand us? Yeah. Okay. I okay. have every reason to believe that they do. I mean, well, I showed you the picture of the baby that was in the backyard. Right, right. I've had a couple people tell me it was a bear, and I said a bear doesn't have a no, it doesn't have pointed ears. No. You know, and the thing about that picture, Tracy, was I was laying in bed and I was exhausted. We had been moving, and it was only eight thirty at night, but it was sunny. We, well, we would have been moved in, but it was 
it was still sunny out. It was towards the summer. And I can't remember what I was doing that day, something in the house, but I was exhausted. And I just wanted to lay down. And so I was in the bedroom. My husband was there. We were watching a movie. We're laying on the bed watching a movie. And I had my pajamas on. Mm -hmm. And I get a lot of them that come up and they're like, we just want to want to see you. We want to feel your energy. We want you to come outside so we can look at you. And I'm like, looking at an old fat lady, what good is that going to do anybody? But if it rocks your world, okay. So, but he wanted me out there and I didn't want to go. I was tired and I was watching a movie with my husband. He'd worked all day long. I wanted to just, you know, lay there, snuggle with him and and watch the movie. And he was just insistent. He wouldn't stop. And he said, I'll let you take, I'll let you see me. I'll let you take my picture. I said, you're, then you're lying. Cause you guys, their thoughts on the whole photo thing. And we can go into that more later, but it's, that goes back to native American tradition that yeah. the lens, the lens steals their soul. I so where that, that came from. And I wonder native if it's Amer- true. Well, I don't you know, know but the native Americans, and my God, think of all the pictures that we take of each other. Exactly. And I mean, I would have no way of knowing if it does or not, but that's what their concern is. And I told him, I said, well, now you're lying because you're not going to let me do it. And he says, oh, I promise. I promise. And I said, all right, here's the deal. I'll come out there on the deck so that you can see me. I will take a picture. If I don't get a picture of you, I am not talking to you anymore because that means you're lying to me and I will not talk to you if you're lying. Mm-hmm. I don't care how you rationalize it. A lie is a lie. And if you lie, I'm coming back out again and you won't be welcome here. So I went out there and I just took pictures all around the yard and he thanked me for coming out. And I went back in and I looked at the pictures and I'm like, oh my God, there he is. Wow. So I told him he was welcome here and he's come back again. He called himself Nico, but you know, the name that he gave me, I don't believe that that's really his name. I have a bird named Nico and I'm sure he's heard me talk to the bird and that's why he gave the name Nico. Now this is a dog man. This is a dog man. Yeah. And I, you know, seen a lot of them normally when I see once in a while, I'll get a flash of them walking, but you'll see like, shadow form and an outline it's like i see this outline of them i can see their features i can see them they'll talk to me i can feel the energy from them and they'll get really close but you know i've not had any come up and like take my hand or anything like that you know Mm -hmm. i haven't had one get to me like shadow did um i honestly have no problem with them i've Mm -hmm. not had i've talked to that were bothering people and help to rectify that situation. You know, you go to land between the lakes and, and, you know, you're stupid. Mm -hmm. The people that go to land between the lakes because they want interaction, don't want good interaction. They want any interaction they can get. And the, the ones over there want to be left alone and they've killed people. They're not good. They truly are not. And I know people that have gotten in and out of there unscathed, but they go there because they want to see one. They want to do that. They want to have that. And it's going to be research. You don't ever want negative contact. You want positive because the positive will go on for a lifetime. You get the negative energy and, and forget it. Yeah. It, it, you know, I don't understand people that I don't care as long as it's interactive. No, it doesn't work that no, way. I'm sorry. Not, I have no a hard way. problem with that. You have yeah, to have a mutual no. respect with whatever you're dealing with. And you're going to get good and bad things that come in. But. At the same time, even though you have good and bad things come in, how you react and what you do with that situation is going to determine what happens next. Oh, yeah. yeah you neighbor, don't want to die for this, you know? No. And my neighbor that, that had come over because she had an issue I need, she needed help with. She's just a beautiful person. I love her to death. 
I'm so blessed to have her as a neighbor. Mm -hmm. And after I knew her about three months, I thought I've got to at some point tell this woman that he's here because if I'm here, she's going to see him at -hmm. some point living next to me. And I told her and she's so respectful and so kind. And she said, if anybody else would have told me that I probably wouldn't have believed him. But she said, I believe every word you're saying. And her, I don't know if it was her brother or her ex-husband or whoever at one point had seen one in this town. And she said she thought he was just, you know, spouting up. And now she wondered if he was or not. And now she's got the, that they walked over to her grandmother, who's just, I love this. He's like 15, 16 years old and he's just awesome. And he came over and he said, Miss Robin, Miss Robin, you got to go talk to grandma. And I said, is she all right? And he said, yeah, she's fine, but your friends have been over there. He said, well, the other night, he said, I saw this huge, huge thing walking across your backyard. I said, what did it look like? Because oh, no. I didn't want to say, did it look like a monkey or did it look like this or did it look human? Because yeah. I didn't want to lead him into anything. I wanted to hear it fresh from him. Me, What it looked like. And I'll tell you if it was one of my buddies. He yeah. said it was really tall and it looked like a gorilla. And he said, it walked through your backyard, turned around, looked at me and just kept right on walking into the tree line. Wow. And I said, okay. He said, but then there was another one. I said, what are you talking about? Well, Gail's adult son was, they were going to have a wedding reception at the house. He had just such a, and he, they were cleaning the backyard and he went to go to saw some brush into the tree line. And he heard what he thought was a growl and he looked up and here is this huge, massive Bigfoot. And he's like standing there staring at it. Mm-hmm. And he said, then it was gone. And so he ran in the house to his grandma and said, I need a gun. I need a gun. I need a gun. And she said, what do you need a gun for? And he said, because you won't believe what I saw out there. She said, well, did it look like a Bigfoot? And he says, yeah, but we don't have those here. And she said, yes, we do. And you're not getting a gun. <laughs> Robin's yeah. already said, keep the, you don't pull a gun. You don't, we don't want that war with them. And mm-hmm. I, so she wanted me to know, but she was very calm about it. She said she saw one run across her yard a couple of days before that. Wow. So we went to the wedding reception and we were talking and I said to him, I said, so when it took off, did it take off on two legs or did it go on four? Because they can do both. He said, that's the thing I don't get. I said, what do you mean? He said, I'm standing there staring at this thing and it's bigger than me. And her son is, is, I want to say easily six, three to six, four. Yeah he's not a tiny person. And he said, this thing was twice my size and it's standing there and it kind of growled at me and I saw its lips kind of curl. And he said, then it was just gone. He said, I never saw it leave. I said, sweetheart, it cloaked. It never left. It just stood there and cloaked. Oh my God. And it just blew him away. But you know, so they're obviously believers now, but I wanted to let them know. I didn't let the other neighbor know because I'm, they're very kind people, but I'm not really close to them. And I'm thinking yeah. they're just not going to believe it, but she's outside all the time. You know, her grandkids are outside all the time. Yeah. And so I wanted to make sure that she knew, and they put big X's on my corner of the property and hers, almost like this is one little secluded area where, Cute. you know, it's protected. So yeah, yeah. they're, that's they're pretty awesome. You don't, but they're not, they're not part gorilla in any way. No, they're not. They're not any more ape than we are. I just, now, I'm wondering where they get that. Like, like I was saying to you, where do they get that look? From? I have no idea. I, I really don't know. Yeah. They've never said that's all they ever told me. And when the DNA got tested, it came out human and unknown. 
Now, the ETs are notorious for making cryptids. That's how we got our cryptids. The government has made cryptids as well. Okay, like you get some of these dogmen that are just trained to kill. Those are government created. I know. Um, You know, the regular ones that were made by the ETs, you know, you have some that are bad. I mean, just like, again, go back to our people. There's good and bad. There's good and bad in everything. You can't count on everything being bad. You can't count on everything being good. I know. I know. You know, which is the sad thing. But the ETs create all this stuff. It's like with the dogmen, from what the dogmen have told me and what the ETs have said, there are canine human ET. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I mean, I think at some point it would be great to get that DNA tested. Yeah. But, you know, I, I have same ETs or is it, was it the same group that made both? both I don't know. I don't know. The, the evens, which we gave that particular race, the name evens in some of the books that I've read, about the Evens, they claim to have made one with a canine head and a human body. So mm-hmm. that to me would lead me to believe that. I, I don't know which one created the Bigfoot. I know when they were created, they were sent here to be watchers and, and watch us, study us and report back. They, however, decided they weren't going to do that because we're technically relatives. And so that changed everything. Yeah. So. There's blue ones, but I'll get I'll go get some in a minute. Well, um, most of the campfire, your car to put stuff in the storage unit too. Wait, hang on. And so, um, yeah, it, it's really confusing me. I wish I knew which group created. Yeah. Do you think that's where Anubis came from? Like the whole legend of Anubis and it's possible. I'm not gonna say no because I, I'm to the point where I don't rule anything out. Yeah, I know. Me too. I'm the same way. I'm so open-minded with stuff because I'm like, my God. I mean, our world, we don't know half the crap that's going on. Our government's lied to us about everything. Basically, oh, yeah. covered up everything. They've taken books out of the Bible. They've, you know, you can't, I mean, it's like, it's like, you know, you can't well, honestly we... say you know 100% of anything, really. No, and we never will. Yeah. You know, and it's like, even with what I know, other people know as much as I do. I'm not anything spectacular, but well, I think um, you're spectacular. I think you well, have a pretty cool life, you. actually. <laughs> thank you. It's neat. crazy. I think it's pretty definitely. neat. That, I mean, it's definitely out of, the, out of the norm where, you know, people are getting up living Groundhog Day and getting up and doing the same life every day over and over again. Yeah, it's you never know? the same. It is never the like same. You've got some more meaning, I had, but, you know. Well, I yeah, I had a friend here and he had come to South Carolina for a medical appointment and mm-hmm. He got up during the night to walk out to his car and there's a UFO hovering above the garage. Yeah. You know, Pat went into town one night and came back and it was above the garage. That picture I sent you is the UFO right next to the garage with the portal underneath of it. And it's got a head coming out of it. That's crazy. You know, I mean, it it really. of humor too. I wanted to ask you real quick before I forget this. What? When you dealt with ETs, do they have a sense of humor as well? No, they're more stoic. Okay. Um, just like the dogmen, not that the dogmen don't have a sense of humor. I met a couple that actually did, but they're a lot more like, you know, the dogmen are stoic. They're not uh-huh. regal, so to speak, but they're not pranksters. You know, there are some that, I mean, there are certain individuals that, you know, have, we've had a couple of them that have been around that are, they've also been very helpful to me, but the ETs I've yet to see have any sense of humor. Okay. At all. 
they're not all bad. Yeah. You know, no, I, just I wondered, you know, if they I, did. I, I, yeah, I don't appreciate some of the things that go on. Like I was outside with the Bigfoots and I was talking to someone on the phone about some things that the government was doing. And I saw a ship come down in the yard and it was different than what I usually see. It looked like molten lava. The whole ship did it was saucer disc shape, but that was the coloration of it. And it came down in the yard. And I mean, it literally was probably not even 20 feet off the, the ground. And then the next thing I knew it was an hour and 45 minutes later. And oh. I had my phone in my hand and I was like, I was, Almost, I was tranced. I mean, the Bigfoots and the dogmen, they can do what they call trancing and they can trance you. And that's okay. I mean, it, that's what they do. It doesn't sound that it's okay. It's just, that's what happened. Yeah, right. The ETs do it as well. And they can swipe your memory. So I'm standing there looking at my phone and I'm like trying to figure out what's going on and who did I talk to? And I remembered the individual I talked to because I looked at my phone and it was the last call. Mm-hmm. And it was like an hour and 45. Well, the time that I says I hung up to the time that it was, was like an hour and 45 minutes to two hours. Oh my God. And I hit redial and he said, Oh, you're back. He said, I lost you. I thought your phone died. I said, what mm-hmm. I was talking to you. And he said, yeah, then it went all staticky. And he said, you know what happened? And I said, I, I <laughs> don't know. I mean, I was really, I was out of it. So I got off the phone with him. I walked in the house and I felt like an outer body experience. It's like, I can feel my body going into the house and in my mind, I'm screaming, oh my God, what just happened? What just happened? What just happened? But I'm not reacting. Mm-hmm. And I, I went in the house. I can still remember how it felt to this day. I go in the house. I see the kids. I said, is homework done? Did you eat? You know, everybody's ready for bed. Everybody's had snacks. Yep, we're good, mom. And I said, okay. And I said, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. And I went in my room and I laid down. Mm-hmm. I, I literally just laid down. And the next day I took the kids to school. And I went through my routine for three days. And I was relatively quiet, which I'm normally not. And on the fourth day I took them to school. I came back. I went to walk in the yard to the house and I went up the steps the same steps I had after it had happened and I felt like somebody just threw cold water on me like I woke up and I was like oh my god oh my I was panicked I mean I was I couldn't catch my breath I was like oh my god oh my god they took me again they took me again they took me again but I couldn't remember what they did I just remember being taken and I was like running through the house, like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm back home. I'm back home. It was like, I was in an outer body. I don't even th- know that it was me that was there for three days. I'm being honest. Oh God. Because no. all I did was go through the motions. And then all of a sudden it felt like I got put back in my body. Oh my God, Robin. And I know for a fact that they do certain things. I was given information that was supposed to be made public that I didn't make public because I know nobody's going to believe me, but <clears throat> excuse me, there was a, and I don't even know what group of the ETs it was. There's somebody that I, I worked with for years that had a problem with being abducted on implants and everything else. And I helped get the ETs away from him to leave him alone. He's a very dear friend, just an absolutely wonderful human being. And we still stay in touch and talk. 
and the ET showed up to take him and he, that hasn't happened to him in years. You know, when he got hold of me and I, I worked with them, we had stopped the, the abductions and she, or not she, but he had said that they took him. And I said, why? I, I don't understand. Everything's been good. And he said, no, this was a different group. He said they were good. Hang on. I lost you for a minute there. Robin. Okay. They said that they wanted him to give me a message. Are you there? Yeah, go ahead. Are you there, Tracy? Yeah, I lost you for a brief second. Okay. Give me a message. They said the woman that you talked to about us, and I am the he's ever discussed what it was very easy to decide who they were talking about. And the message was how they take possession of people. And they do. And I through the years, different times, tell if it's a dream, if it's ETs, and they message said. I really told it, you know, what I had fit out because I didn't think anybody would. Robin, hang on, hang on a second. Go back to. Hello. Hello. I know people are probably like, what is going on with these two? And I'm sitting there saying, you know, to myself that this is just like, you can tell, it feels like something's messing with us trying to, trying to mess up our Mm -hmm. connection here. So are you still there? Yeah. Okay. Now you were saying, okay, now the guy, you got the ETs to stop abducting this, this friend of yours. And then I losing you in between things you were saying well what had happened was you know, i don't even it's been so long ago since we did it him and i worked together and we the adoption abduction stopped mm-hmm. and so we've stayed in contact he's he's just a sweetheart i just love him he's like such a good guy but he contacted me this is eight nine months ago and he's like i got taken again but i said did they hurt you do you remember anything he said, no, he said, they were good. He said, I didn't feel fear or anything. He said, you know, I felt nothing but love and kindness from them. He said, it was actually a really cool experience. He said, but they gave me a message for the person that I talked to about all this. And he said, there's only one person I talked to about this, you. Okay. And they were adamant that they wanted him to give me the message. And it was how they take possession of people and, and that kind of thing. And what was so peculiar about it is the things that I've learned about them to tell, like if they come in, dream state is a real thing. Okay. It's every bit as real as when you're awake, you can get killed in dream state. You can get hurt in dream state. Trust me. I've been in the hospital. after. I thought so. I thought you could too. Yeah. Yeah. My arm got fractured in dream state. (laughs) I, my husband, I have woken up with busted lips and bruises and you name it. Hand. Yes. And yes, you know, it's, yeah. And so, there are things that I've learned when the ETs come after you in dream state to tell if it's them or if you're having a dream or whatever. And when he told me the message, it it solidified everything that I'd already thought. So, I mean, it was great validation. Unfortunately, I don't think people are quite ready to hear it yet. Okay. What did they say about, I mean, you can tell me in a private conversation, we don't have to discuss it here. I just wanted to know if, 
you would be willing to to say why they were talking about taking possession of people. Like- I think it was a warning. I really do. I think that the group that he talked to was very kind from what he said. Okay. And they are not all bad. They really and truly aren't. I've done healing on some of them. You know, okay. I, if I feel they're bad, I'm not helping. But if they're good, you know, there's no reason I can't, if I can help, I will. But um, basically, when they, they can take possession of people, I've had somebody that looked human, but I knew was a reptilian. I've been attacked. I, and yeah, I, was, I wanted I had to somebody ask you with, that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, I mean, that actually happened. I ended up, you know, try, kept trying to jerk me off the bed. I had a friend with me, thank God, who mm-hmm. was there for me and helped me. And I had scratches all over my legs. It was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. There's only two times that they really scared me badly. And that was one of them. And, but they do take possession. And I, I've always thought and known that they did this because mm-hmm. I've seen them. I've seen, they look like a person and they're not, they're an ET. And basically they talked about the possession. They start watching the person from the time they're an infant. They watch their life. They watch their manual. It's not something they just pick somebody and do it right away. Okay. They learn everything about them. They know the people that are in their lives. They know their movements, their mannerisms, how they do everything. What is important that people need to know? They can't do the voices right. They just can't. They uh, cannot copy them. They can copy the looks, the mannerisms, the behavior. They can infiltrate themselves in people's lives. They cannot copy the voices. I don't know why. I, I don't. Uh, if I did, I'd tell you. They just can't. And I've had them come after me in dream state and look like my grandmother, my best friend. They'll pull people out of your past. They did it to me three nights. Oh, it'll be three nights tonight. Three nights ago. And it was a gym teacher that I had. And I would have thought it was a dream, except you can feel that it's different. The, the whole yeah. energy about it is different. And of course, I had marks on me when I woke up too. But the thing is, is it does feel different. You can tell it's not a dream. It's not a normal dream. And the people that are in it, it makes you think you're in a dream. Mostly they, they don't talk. Or when they do, very little is said. Okay. Or it's muffled so you can't hear it correctly. And they will use anybody you've ever had contact with. But when they do the possessions, they watch, imitate all of it. They can infiltrate themselves in your life and know what's going on. What's the interest with us, Robin? What's the fascination with why are they doing all this? Like, why why do they meddle in our life so much? Is this the I war? Wish I knew. Is this like the battle? Yeah, I wish I knew, you know, the big battles being fought right now. Right. And there's been a lot of new information come to light. And I'll, I'll vet it out and find out if any of it's true. But uh, it's everything in every dimension, everything in the galactics, everything in the, the portals, the rifts, everything. It's all being fought on this planet. I wish I knew what this big fight was for. I really do. Do you I think, think it's it has- God versus the, you I know, Satan the or... good, yeah, I don't think it's maybe God and Satan. I think it's more good, you know, just regular good and evil. A lot of people think anything bad is demonic, and I'm sorry, I'm not a believer in that. Um, demonic entities, I've only had to a couple times in my life. Yeah, and that is entirely different from something being bad. You know, you can have a bad Bigfoot or a bad dog, and that doesn't make them demonic. Yeah, I like I told you, I think that's it. I think we've all fallen into using demonic as a term to just cover everything. I agree. I, I really yeah, do. I know, know I use it. There's times yeah. I'll say it 
I'm like, and I have to correct myself and say, no, I, I don't mean like, you know, demonic. I mean like anything that's a dark of a dark force or whatever. Right. You know, and there I, are, yeah. And there are dark entities and they will blow up your world to keep you busy. So you can't focus on what they're doing. Yeah. And right now they have been messing with me for the last three months. And oh, I hate to tell them, but we're on the upswing and they're going to be little toasty critters by the time it's done. Cause I'm done playing, you know, yeah. people go through good times and bad times and up and down and in different situations. That's part of life. Life is a roller coaster, and you can't blame everything that, that goes bad on the paranormal. You can't blame right. it on any the ETs or anything like that, but there are certain situations that happen. And when they do, it's, it, it gets pretty clear what, you know, what's going on and, yeah. You know, then you, you just, you deal with it. But I mean, waking up with burns on his hands yep. for a while, every day, big bubbles and burns and stuff. And, and Matt was like, you know, I, I know something's going on when I'm drinking, mm -hmm. something's messing with me. Yeah. You and, know, and there's, you know, there's people that are called to help with this battle and there's a lot of them, hundreds of them, thousands of them. Okay. It's not just yeah. myself. It's not just my husband. It's not just my friend that does her and I and my husband work kind of like as a team and there, but there's hundreds of other people, right? And you, Tracy, you and I have talked about that and, you know, they end up coming into my life and I believe that it's, it's a destiny type thing because they're like, this is going on and this is going on. And I'm like, I'm really tired. And are you bruised? And, that, and they're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, you're part of this. Oh, I'm exhausted yeah. all the time myself. Yeah. It's eager. Like it you is. Want Leave. you go to bed and you're more tired when you wake up robin i had the other day i had um i was sitting there in my room and i heard god tell me i i felt it was coming from god i i heard him say because i hear him speak to me i know not everybody has that but i do i've got a relationship yeah. with him where i can communicate with god i hear him he tells me yeah. stuff and he said to me he said tracy he said i need you to get into shape and i was like you know and, and i saw like he was like you need to really tighten up like w like become almost like a warrior type i don't know how he he didn't say it in those yeah, words because but like, they need it was, because of this battle and and then i heard this really cool and i was looking up and i said god what do you mean i, I know i do i need to get myself into shape and get healthy and stuff again you know i'm healthier than i i've been feeling and he said um i heard this it was kind of like a pause and then i heard this quiet but stern voice say a battle's coming and I was yeah, well, like, the battle. Around going, God, what do you mean a battle? And then you had said something to me days later where you had mm -hmm. said the word battle and it connected. Right. I was well, like, the what he was talking they've about. been talking to me since I was a little about the big battle that will be fought on this, or on this mm -hmm. planet. Um, mm -hmm. Everything here. I actually started a couple of years. Wow. This is just unreal. You there, Robin? Sorry, guys, we keep losing. It's now heated. I'm here. Okay. I know. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay. Still? I believe it. Okay. I yeah. I believe it started two or three years ago. Okay. Um, it's always been a little bit of a battle going on, but it seems heated up the last two or three years, and it's in major, major swing right now. I think so too. And I. My belief is that good's going to win because it always does, but it's not yeah. going to be easy. And the, there's a lot of war going on with the cryptids. I have people that either contact me and say, my gosh, you know, there's so much activity right now. It's off the charts. Or I have people that are like, mine are gone. Where'd they go? 
they'll be back. They're off fighting. That's what they're doing. They're, they're fighting the battle. They're doing what they're supposed to do. And you have to remember they have their own lives. They have their own culture. And they're part of all of this. This battle is not just about the Bigfoots. And I get people that get really confused about that. What are the Bigfoots fighting for? It's not the Bigfoots. It's all the creatures. It's all of it. Right. And it just is nonstop. You know, it's not going to stop anytime soon. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things that it has to happen. You know, we have abused our earth and the earth is a living, breathing thing. Right. It's not just a pile of dirt and rocks. Yeah, I know. It's, it's I alive. Know. You know, when you get tired, go outside, take your shoes off and sit there, stand there with your bare feet on the ground, visualizing your mind, energy from the earth coming up through your feet and into your body. And it energizes you if you do it the right way. It's the yeah, best energizer. What, the earth yeah, that is, earthing stuff I told you about that I, I had found that on online one day about that guy that talked I don't know, he gave it a name which was earthing or you know grounding or the yeah. grounding was what it was called and I, I learned stuff about that and I thought that was really fascinating it is you know, you know and it it's real it all happens yeah you know yeah, I, do I, it. Mean, I have a mat I sleep with the within I sleep with the grounding mat every night on my bed and I always run around on my bare feet so yeah you know so I mean it, it works it really yeah. does work yeah. You know, I, my stepson, I, who I absolutely, uh, just a beautiful young man and he's gotten into the paranormal and he mm -hmm. has gifts of his own that he's just coming into. And I was talking to him about pulling the energy from the ground and we had been talking and he was just exhausted. He's got college classes. Oh. And so we were talking and I told him, I said, pull that up from the ground like that, you know? And he did it. And I pushed energy into him as well. And he said, I was my, he said, I have more energy than I've ever had. He said, went out for two days. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah. It, you know <laughs> if we quit abusing her, it'd be amazing what the earth can do. You know, we just got to quit knocking her around. But that's the other problem we're having. The earth is a living, breathing thing and it's fighting back now. Mm -hmm. We have abused it to the point of there's going to be nothing left and it's fighting back. More volcanoes are erupting now. You know, oh God, it's everywhere. Yeah. Like crazy earthquakes and i mean things are we have abused it we've taken yeah. something that incredible and yet it's just very sad yeah you know the, the other thing is, yeah and the bigfoot and the dogmen and the dimensionals and the elementals and all of these things are aware of what we're doing they're not happy about it, you know, and you have to understand with the Bigfoots, especially they live their lives as a collective. They believe in the, the law of, I think it's raw, which is the law of one. Everything they do, they work as a team. Our people won't do that. You know, we, there's mm -hmm. so much we could learn from them and we just don't, we simply don't want to because most people don't even want to believe they exist, but they can do these things. They will do these things. You know, I've got three, and they haven't been in the front yard as much as they normally are, but the female, her name is Moaka. She's like a salt and pepper color. The dad's name is Shandoah, and he's like a buff colored, and then they have a child named Zerky, and Zerky's all black. And they come in, and he plays in the tree line in my front yard all the time, and I have feral cats here, so I have a pan that's bolted to the banister of my front porch that I keep cat food in for the ferals. Mm -hmm. And he's so funny. I've we have around my door glass panels 
And I can't tell you how many times I've seen through that glass panel this grabbing the cat food. Oh, I don't know if he thinks it's like a candy treat or something, but he sure has fun with it. Yeah. I have a picture of him where you all you can see, I don't even know if I sent it to you. All you can see is he's in the trees and his hand is in front of his face, covering his whole face, and you just see all this bushy hair sticking out around the hand. Yeah, I don't get I didn't get that one. Yeah, I don't I'll have to I send it to you. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. And he just kind of blends in with the foliage and they have that ability to do that. Yeah, you got to send We've had him with portals. Yeah. Yeah. And like my house is built off the ground because I'm in South Carolina and there's hurricanes, although I'm in the mid county, I'm not down by the coast. So my windows, the bottom of my window is five feet off the ground. The top of my window is another five. So that's 10 feet total. Mm-hmm. And they go and they sit under those windows and my cats will go and sit on the windowsill inside. And there's a white one that does it to him all the time. He'll sit under there and all of a sudden you see this white hairy arm come up and slap that window. And those cats, it scares the crap out of him. And you just know he's laughing his butt off. He does it all the time. He thinks it's funny. But the one that I'm real, one of the ones I'm really close to Pat and I are sound asleep one night and I rolled over and we have a floodlight in the front yard. And I have two windows in my bedroom. And I looked over at the window closest to my husband and it's all dark. And I thought, what in the world? Is the floodlight out? You know, I'll have to call the power company because they got to climb up on the pole and change the bulb and stuff. And I'm like, why in the world is it out? We haven't had a storm or anything. I look mm-hmm. at I look at the other window and there's light coming through. And I wear glasses, so I can't really see really good. So I'm kind of, I grab my glasses, I look over and here stands this Bigfoot. And I love this guy. He saved my life four times. There's absolutely nothing on this planet or in this world I would not do for him. Is that brownie? Yeah, brownie. And, okay. chat. and you, I wish I he had a more dignity. Yeah, yeah, I didn't name him brownie. A friend of mine did because he's brown colored. Okay. And so he's standing in front of this window. He's blocked out all the light. And he's crunched down because he's now bigger than that. When I first met him, he was only nine and a half feet. Now he's probably 10 and a half to 11 or more. And he's got, he scrouched down with his head, looking in the window, grinning. Oh. So I woke Pat up and I I was so tired that night. I said, I, he's been watching us sleep, having a good time. I said, you entertain him. I'm going back to bed. Yeah. And I rolled back over. Now I'm thinking, why did I do that? But I did. I woke him. I said, you entertain him. I'm going back to bed. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it, they're silly. You know, they, we, and I told you this too, we were in the house one day and it was Pat's day off. So we were sleeping in and laying there watching TV and our bedroom, the master bedroom in our house, we have a two-story house, but the master's on the ground floor Mm -hmm. and it has a big bathroom attached to it. And they were on the outside of the bedroom, outside the walls, and they were just pounding. And it's brick there. It's not wood there. It's brick there. They are pounding the living tar out of it. Like they woke us both up. And we had been watching a movie, but we had fallen back to sleep because it was early in the morning. It was the day off. And they just went nuts. And I said to Pat, I said, <clears throat> excuse me. I said, what is going on? He says, I have no idea. I said, is anybody telling you anything? And he said, no, what are they telling you? And I said, all I hear is a bunch of voices that I can't make out. And I feel that they're panicked about something. Mm-hmm. So I asked him, I said, is anybody hurt? Is anybody sick? What's going on? And they didn't say anything. All I could feel was they were panicky. So mm-hmm. we laid there for a few minutes and it started back up again. And I said to Pat, I said, we got to get outside. Something's going on because they don't act like that for no reason. We come outside and a branch off our big tree in the front yard, it came down on the power line. 
and it was sparking. And because it was fall, there was all these leaves on the ground. The sparks were coming down and catching the leaves on fire in the yard. Oh my gosh. And there was like just a ton of these little piles of leaves that were on fire everywhere. And then you would see what looked like that predator thing. Excuse me. Looked like the predator go up to each pile where the flames are at and you would see a swirl and it would be put out. And I would go to my grave saying they were putting it out, but they were trying to let us know that there was fire. It could have burned the whole woods down in our house. Oh, so I ran in, I called the fire department. I called the power company. They came out and that one had come down and another tree on the other side had come down. And so they had to, you know, fix the wire and everything, but we could have, the whole house could have burned down. The whole That's woods through here could burn down. But we didn't know it. We were in the room. We were half asleep. We fell back to sleep. They were just a pounding. I don't know how they did it because that part of the house is brick. But it was like there was an earthquake in our bedroom. That's Nowhere amazing. else in the house. Just that room. Wow. But the wow. youngsters, the kids get up on the roof. And they, they go from the trees by the house. And they climb up on the roof. And then they get on the second story roof of the house and bother everybody that's up there. And I've had to more than once go out and <laughs> use, use the mom voice. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm going to start zapping everybody's butts if you don't get your butts off the roof. You know, and I'll get hold of Brownie and he's like, it's not from my clan. And I'm like, I understand. Oh, I know his kids. Yeah. I know his kids. His kids are wonderful. I have no issue with his kids at all. Yeah. They're, they're phenomenal. Yeah. And, but I think he's got four now. And, but the, some of these other ones, these little youngsters, it's like a free-for-all. So I have to go out and do the mom voice. Pat will wake me up and say, they're out there just raising all kinds of hell. Will you go out there and do the mom voice? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I, I tell you, I'm going to zap somebody's ass. I don't care. <laughs> do you do you, do do any, can, can like a good clan, like say you have a clan that's living around you and it's really a good clan that you're close to. Can they give birth to one that turns like, I mean, I know you're going to say yes to this, but I mean, have you ever known this to happen where they had one that was kind of bad? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's okay. just like our people. Humans, I know. You know yeah. yeah. I mean, some people I think are, you know, are bad due to how they're raised. I think others are, it's a predisposed personality yeah. possibly. But what do they do with that? If a case that like that. If they, that once happen. it gets, if it's bad, I mean, they'll try to discipline it. And d- their discipline is, is harsh. It's like corporal punishment harsh. Wow. So it's not like you have a timeout. Okay. You know, they can get really rough. Um, once they're into adulthood and they're like that, they will remove them from the clan. That's what I thought. Yeah. We had years ago and nobody's going to believe this, but I'm going to tell this anyway, cause it still cracks me up. We were working with somebody that was talking to this one Bigfoot. It was myself, my husband and two friends of mine. And we would mind speak with this Bigfoot all the time. And he was forever getting in trouble. I mean, the clan put up with him. Like, it was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And they finally sent him into exile. And wow. he had to stay in this cave. He wasn't allowed to associate with them for, I don't know how many years it was. And for he's back moving around now. But he at the time, he was isolated. He was kicked out. He was removed. Jeez. And he was alone. And I asked them, I said, what? I asked the, the council and the elders for that clan. And I said, what did he do that was so bad? And I asked him and my friend asked him. And we mm-hmm. both got the same response. He peed in the cave. <laughs> he peed. I am not kidding you. Right. That has stuck out in my mind for years because I thought, surely that cannot be true. So I had all these people ask them to verify. And I never told them what I was told. I right. said, you tell me what they told you. And every single one of them. He peed in the cave. 
Oh, I mean, he terrorized everybody for a year and they did nothing. He peed in the cave and he's in exile. (laughs) You know, I mean, it was just a sterile. He's not in the cave anymore. Now he's he ended up going to a friend of somebody else I know that eventually got in contact with me. And I haven't talked to him in a couple of years, but he was doing good. He met a female that had a child. Her maid had died and he ended up with her, but he never was allowed back. He was allowed to talk to them, but he was never allowed back in the clan. So apparently that is terrible. Isn't that hysterical? And I honest to God, when it first happened, I thought I'm not hearing this right. This is not correct. I'm not That's- yeah. And everybody that went and asked anybody in that clan, and I would never tell them what I was told. But they yeah. all got the same answer. He peed in the cave. That is just so wrong. It's just so, yeah. So apparently you can terrorize everybody and you're getting a free pass. Pee in the cave yeah. and your butt's out. That is just unbelievable. I, know. I mean, what, how old was he when he peed in the cave, did they say? Was, oh, no, he was an adult. I would say he was probably oh. in his 30s, easy, okay. easily. Well, you know, I mean. one too many one night or something. Oh, and he my just, God. Well, they're little alkies. If they can get their hands on alcohol, it's a free-for-all. I'm not even kidding you. They will Matt go- was making a joke with me last night. We were talking, and I, I was joking about, Matt said, if I come down to visit you, he wants to come, right? And yeah. I said, well, yeah, I said, that's fine. He said, I said, and then he made a joke about how he would be together with your husband, because he asked how your husband took all this. And I said, I really don't know. Imagine really well, because they, they deal with this no, together. No, he's part of it. Yeah, the work that I do yeah. to begin with, there's no I when it comes to me. And very dear friend, another very dear friend that used to do the work, she's kind of retired. So, yeah. but we still pick her brain. And people I trust with my life right. all the time. And do the work. Pat is one of the best communicators as far as I speak. So is my other friend. Um, and he communicates. She covers my. Yeah. It can be any going in and vortex to opening and closing portals or what. Yeah. But um, team, we work as the team. You know, Bigfoot's have it nailed right on the head it's a collective i don't mm-hmm. think there's anybody more than the other one right. i don't believe that there's an expert field an expert i just want to say it for people claim to be experts i don't believe in this field there are any experts because we don't have anything to study no. other than them yeah. only learn what they allow us to learn yeah i am of the belief that i don't care if i experience another person's had one that one is every bit as valuable and important as I've had because it adds to the. Yeah. And yeah, I, that's the rule that I follow. I really and truly do. Um, it's not a I, it's a we. Everybody's experience, whether it's big or little, is all part of the puzzle. And it's yeah. every bit as important as anybody else's. I, I just, I'm not one that's, oh, I'm not a look at me person. Yeah, I, I just yeah, I know. Else. I can tell that. Yeah, but Matt said that he said that if he would end up 
in like some room talk. I don't know how he said it, but he basically that he would end up with your husband and they would just be like sitting there, you know, having a couple beers or whatever. And then joking about how crazy the women are. And I said, Oh yeah. And then you guys would be lined up with the big foot, the male Bigfoot. Yeah. You'd be getting those guys intoxicated. And then the female Bigfoot would be coming and yelling at you guys. And then possibly the dog, but we were just kind of cracking up about it. Oh my gosh, you know, the whole I scenario. In Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Michigan. I lived in a very, I love small towns, love small mm-hmm. towns. And I lived in a very, very small town. And I sit on the outskirts, but I'm not far from town. And there was a bar that was less than a, probably a mile and a half, two miles from my house. But if they cut through the woods, they could do it in no time at all. They oh would God. go and raid the dumpster. Yeah. For, for the bottles of alcohol. And I don't <sighs> drink. I don't have a problem with people that do myself I don't have a taste for it that's why I don't I don't either yeah yeah I I don't and so I don't even normally keep alcohol in my house unless I have somebody coming over that I know is going to want that so Mm -hmm. okay fine I go outside and a party with guns and roses out there there are (laughs) booze empty bottles of booze through my I'm like what world went on out here last night I pick up all these bottles I filled a garbage bag the next day they're back I'm like you're all freaking alcoholics I mean really <laughs> decided to see if we could get them to beer bottle so mm-hmm. we bought a, a I don't know what of it top we put and we went out the next had been taken off of it, and they threw the tap on the ground. Mm-hmm. I came out. He one time he walked out. He doesn't. He says, "I got to get the camera." I said, "Okay." And there was snow on the ground. He goes back. He gets his camera. I went with him. We come back. The bottle's long gone. I mean, oh it's evaporated into thin air. So they must have been close by. And so we took pictures of this half bottle, but they didn't really like it because they only drank half of it. Either that, oh. or we walked up on him doing it. But I mean, yeah. I would food bottles, and the only thing I could ever, uh, you know, put it to, getting it out of the dumpster. Yeah. You know, or and, they were apparating inside of liquor stores or something. Who knows? Yeah. Well, you know? night, oh my I'm, god. The other night, and we, in my house, we have a little girl, and we have an uh, older man, uh, man here. Everybody's seen him. It's not a big deal, and the older man woke my daughter up one night and told him his name. Now he had told Pat and he, and Pat told me, but told anybody. Mm-hmm. Can't remember. Anyway, nobody knew his name. My daughter gets up and she said, I got shaken. Woke up. There was a spirit for me. And Robin, you're breaking up a minute. Robin, repeat what you just said. You said your daughter woke up by somebody that was shaking her. Yeah. And it- Hang on, Robin. I, I it is it like was, scrambling you know, our our phone conversation here. I know. I know. We're getting messed with. I- yeah, yeah it's something like I can't oh. I can't hear you. It's like I'm getting like words are just, you know, it's been doing it a lot, but I mean this is getting really bad. 
Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can. Hopefully it stays that way. Okay. Yeah. And we've got so, a little girl. We've had ghosts that people have seen, you know, here and opening and closing the doors and they've seen her walking up the steps. And so this you know, is a, a freak ghost. Zone. Yeah. But now the okay. other night, I don't think it was the, the ghost. I was laying in bed and I was watching TV with Pat. We were both awake and something reached over and grabbed my waist. It didn't hurt. I just felt the pressure of where it took its hand and it was very, a very large hand and mm -hmm. it just kind of pushed itself up on my waist right by my hip. Mm -hmm. And I turned around thinking it was one of the dogs or the cats and there was nothing there. Yeah. And then yeah, last yeah. night it did it to Pat. Wow. You know, but we just, it is part of what it is. We've been through so much stuff with spirits and stuff. Our whole, I mean, we've been through so much stuff. We've, we've basically, I mean, had, oh my God, I, I've got stories for miles. I just can't even, I mean, it's just insane. It's insane. Yeah. You know, the stuff we go through. I wanted to ask you two real quick. Matt had asked me, I said, is there any questions you have? you know, that you want to know, like anything that, you know, you're curious about. And he said, ask Robin if, um, how she can tell, um, if something is reptilian, like if somebody is reptilian, is it like a feeling or is it yeah, everything to see it or what? Both. Both. Um, okay. number one, everything has an energy signature. Okay. Okay. So I read energy. So that helps that way. Also for whatever reason known to mankind, I have the ability to look at something and I can see what it's shape shifted into, but it's almost like I can see inside and see what it really is. Wow. Okay. I don't know why I can do that. I just can. Okay. Um, I, nobody was more surprised than me when I started doing it years ago. So yeah. that helps as well. Like okay. when that thing attacked me, I was waiting for it. I knew it was gonna, mm -hmm. um, I wish I was educated then like I was now, or it would have never made it out of their lives. But I didn't know. My body knew what to do to get rid of it. And it instinctively mm -hmm. did it. I did not have that memory yet. So, mm -hmm. but it, it tracked me. We were um, in the mountains of Pennsylvania and we went to go get something to eat. There's a pizza place that was closed and it was sitting in there. And as soon as it locked eyes on me, I felt nothing but terror. And yeah. I, I told my friend what it was. And she said, let's get out of here. You know, the place was closed anyway. We went across the street, grabbed something over there. It got up and it looked like probably a teenage kid that would be maybe 18, 19 years old. And it walked across the street to where we were and came in and just stood and stared at me. And we left and went to the hotel, which it was within walking distance. And we got in and we heard this thing climbing the walls outside of the hotel for a while. My friend heard it as well. Wow. And I knew what was coming and I was, I was waiting for it. I mean, I knew what was going to happen because it's not the first time, but it was one that was actually really rough. Um, so she fell asleep in her bed. I'm in my bed and I'm watching TV and I'm waiting. And one minute I'm perfectly fine. The next minute my body's paralyzed and I'm getting jerked off the bed. And I'm trying to speak and I can't say anything. I finally moved my arm enough to hit the nightstand and it hit the pop can and it knocked it over and it woke her up. She gets up, she's grabbing me, trying to pull me back on the bed and you can't see what's on the end of the bed. It's just this invisible force is doing this. And I knew what it was because I can look at it like that. I don't care if it's cloaked or not. I can look at it being cloaked and tell you exactly what it is. And I can give you a perfect description. 
And when it uncloaks, I promise you, it's going to look just like what I said it was. And so, you know, I knew what was happening, but I couldn't do anything. Once it let go and I was back up on the bed, she's like, whatever you do, you got to fight through it because you have to holler because it's trying to make me sleep. And, you know, I can't help you if I can't hear you. You have got to fight through it and make sure you wake me up. And it did Mm -hmm. it like two or three more times. And we got up and left in the middle of the night. You don't, do you think it was trying to kill you or do you think it was just trying to scare you? Oh, no. It wanted physical. I've got an X on my back. It, trust me. It was trying to kill me. I've had several okay. attempts that have been made. Um, the one time I ended up in intensive care. So, yeah. I have an X on my back. The good things love me. The bad things want me dead. So, yeah. I just, the the reptilians, I'm, you know, I know you had told me at one point you'd kind of given me the breakdown of like the hierarchy of, you know, what's at the top and you felt it was separate than God, you know, like when you talked about like the AI and then the, well, yeah, artificial intelligence is, is actually a real thing. And I'm not going to say that I know all about it because I don't. Yeah. I know what the Bigfoots have shared with me. I know what the dogmen have said. I know what the ETs have said, you know, and I, I know what I've witnessed, but the AI (laughs) The worst thing out there other than the AI is the Draco and the AI has a very firm grip on the Draco and controls the Draco. The Draco in turn controls a lot of the other ETs, but it also controls the cabal. Unfortunately, the cabal is linked with our government. And That's what there's like our a, government, isn't it? I think that there's a lot of them in the government. I'm not going to say everybody in the government is a reptilian because that's not true. That's that right. would not be accurate at all, but they are integrated in it and they yeah. do because they are in very heavily integrated into the cabal it really does play a huge part on why our world is turning the way it is and that doesn't mean i'm pointing out any certain one and saying oh this one and this one and this one is reptilian that's not what i'm saying at all i'm saying they are very subtly integrated into our government and manipulate things yeah and you and you feel so it's the the AIs at the top, then the Dra- the Draco, and the Draco is basically they're the reptilians. Well, there's all kinds of reptilians. The Dracos are the worst. You're talking about something oh. that's 14 foot tall with wings and looks like some kind of of lizard or dragon thing. I mean, they are bad news. You can go out and do a Google search, and they'll show you drawings that they have of them. I mean, it's anything you want to mess with. So and now, they, where do they fit in in the world? Does anybody ever have sightings of them? Yeah, people have had sightings. If okay. anybody follows like Corey Good, okay, um, which I have a lot of respect for him. He came out with a lot of information, and it was really for me. It was an eye opener because a lot of stuff that I already knew and had okay. already been taught. He came out and he confirmed all of it. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, here I was thinking I was nuts because of all the stuff I knew and had seen, and was thinking, and I'm thinking, you know. And Pat had been watching his stuff and he kept saying, you got to watch this. You got to watch it. And something kept telling me not to. Now I believe it was probably, you know, some kind of ET that didn't want me to watch it. Because when I finally sat down and did, I was like, oh my God, like there was a lot of new information as well. But some of the information he had supported what I already knew. Right. And the whole key to all of this paranormal craziness is verify, verify, validate. You have to, if you want to keep your sanity, if you want to be accurate, if you want to stay alive in this game, Mm -hmm. you have to verify, you have to have validation that what you have is right. When I go to do a job for the Bigfoot, just because they snap their fingers, I don't go running. 
I make sure it's good for our people as well as their people, that it's not going to hurt anything that should not be hurt. And I have other people verify it. I don't just go off willy nilly. I have a group that will verify, get information. I don't tell anybody what I'm told at first. And I have everybody get talk to them and get the information from them. If everything from everybody matches, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the protocol that I use before I do anything. That's good. That's real good. Because the bad ones will lie to you, you know, and like I said, again, there, there are people, you know, look at all the stuff that goes on with ours. This is just so as if we didn't have enough to deal with, you know, just with our, the people of this world, you know, with this battle. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, there's just, well, I, and so I think that going on. It, it's yeah. just, mean. And I think that people don't realize this, but I firmly believe that a lot of the chaos in our world today is because of it, it, people are being manipulated and yeah. the darker entities are manipulating people and causing a lot of the issues that we have. I firmly and, believe that. I firmly believe that too. But I also have a huge faith in God and I have a huge faith in what everything is fighting for. And mm-hmm. I believe that as has always happened, the light beats the dark, you know, it's, uh, you know, um, we'll see, you know, it, it, I had talked to somebody today that I, I admire and love very much. And he said, Oh, I think we're on the upswing now where it's just the cleanup. And I said, it's not, <laughs> I wish it was, there's, no. there's a lot, there's a long hike to go. And I could be wrong. Cause I don't claim to know everything. And I don't claim that everything is right. Like I said, I verify the living crap out of everything. And I try to be as accurate as possible. Um, and I speak from my heart and the things that I've learned and the things I've been taught, you know, and you, and you, you really feel that Satan in, you feel that like Satan and Lucifer are, are separate from this. Don't you like you, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, yeah. that's, I can't grasp how this all fits together then. Like if that's, no, but I mean, as, as far as Satan and Lucifer, they're going to feed off this darkness. Don't get me wrong, because there's so much of it, they can easily get their hand in it. But what's going on is not demonic. So do you think Satan's above, is Satan above, like in your mind, do you feel that he's above in hierarchy? Would he be above the AI? Or is that? I don't think he's tied into that at all. I think those are two separate different areas. I mean, Satan and Lucifer, in my belief, is are from the underworld. And then do I think okay. that there's things coming up and getting involved in this from the underworld? Yeah, because it's been the prophecy yeah. says that everything from every dimension, every kingdom, every rift, every portal is now fighting this in on this earth. Yeah. So do I think that they're going to put their hands in it? Yeah. Do I think they're the ones that cause all this? No. Do you think God is above this, though? Do you think God that- is above everything? Okay. You so know, you... I am a firm believer that God is above everything. God created the heavens and the earth and whether people yeah. have a hard time accepting it or not in creating the heavens and the earth, that means he's also created the ETs because they are our part of that. But, and that's where people get really angry with me, but that's just my own belief. That doesn't mean they have to believe it. Yeah. I don't want I to just... change anybody's mind. But no. with that, the thing is, is when he created everybody and everything, they were neutral. He didn't create anything evil. He didn't create anything overly. Everything is created neutral. Because yeah. of free will, you choose which path you take. Right. Right. You know? And unfortunately, not everything took the path that God intended. 
it just feels so much like when you, when we talk about it and you, you think about it from the biblical standpoint, it almost feels like the ETs are like almost like watcherish type of. Oh, they have been like, for years, but they've like been on this. Feel. They've been on this planet for hundreds of years. They have, yeah. they, you know, there's more now than there has been, but they've always been here. They've they've been manipulating everything for years, hundreds you, of years. Do you think that the so you don't feel that the ETs have any connection to like the angels? Then you don't feel that they're that. No, I okay. don't. I don't think they're yeah. fallen angels or anything. I've talked to the angels. I've hit angels when I did work that I was asked to do. Okay. Um, I've had angels, fallen angels, but like watcher, like, you know how there were the fallen angels and the watchers that fell. And then I I think there were watchers that were sent after that. So I thought, you know, they were tied in. I mean, this is just because, you know, we've learned that I can't minded. Yeah. And that I'm not sure on because in my, not my world, but in the things I deal with, I believe in the Bible. I believe in an earth keeper and I, who works hand side by side with God and of course God is above him but he he's like the right hand and I believe in God I believe in the Bible but I try not to get too biblical in all of this paranormal stuff and yeah. the reason I don't is because everybody has a religious viewpoint and I think everybody is entitled to that and I try to be extremely respectful of that because everybody's entitled to their own opinion and their own religious views. But when you get into this stuff, I'm not saying religion isn't a part of it, but I'm saying everybody has a different belief on religion. Every religious, every religious group has their own belief. So I try to stay away from that in, in my little world and the stuff that goes on with me, I deal with what is happening, what the facts are, how it affects. I do know this. The Bigfoot and the Dogmen are extremely religious. They right. believe in creator and they believe creator is the same as our God. We all work under the same God. It's not all these different ones and all these, you know, from what they've told me. And that's all I have to go on, you know. Right. And so I try to be really careful when it comes to the religious aspect of it, because I do want to be respectful of everybody's religious preference. You know, so basically my standpoint is, I believe in God. I believe God created in the heavens and the earth. And in that, that also means he created everything out in the galactics because he created all of it. Right. He created all these entities and all these beings and they were all neutral when he created them. But then like us, they have their, they take their own path. Yeah. And yeah. that's where it separates the good and the evil. He didn't create anything to be bad. He didn't create anything to be only good. He created us. What we do with it is our, is up to us. And that's not a reflection on the amazing thing he did when everything was created. Yeah. You know, and I yeah. think that, do I believe that some of the biblical times are happening? I do. But I try to be very mindful of how far when I speak to people, how far I go with that, because I would never want to hurt, offend, or be disrespectful of anybody's beliefs. I know what you mean. I, I, that's really cool too. I, I, I try to, you know, I really don't like that either. People get into arguments over it. It's like, I'm not, I'm not trying to argue about our religion in any way. I'm trying to re like find out, like trying to, you know, yeah. like search for the truth and, and throw stuff out there and find out if that could yeah. be. And, you know, well, you were, I know like, that, or, you, know. you know, I, when I, I had to deal with a group that was a very aggressive and when I did it and I was called to do it, 
I will never forget that experience because as I was there doing the work I was supposed to do and I could hear them running through the woods towards me, I distinctly heard God say he was there. I felt a hand go down on my shoulder and I felt earth keeper on the other side. And I heard the words from earth keeper saying that God and I will stand beside you. Yeah. When it, when all this went on, it was extremely spiritual. Like I, I can't even begin to explain it. And I felt their presence. I felt the hand on my shoulder and it, it gave me the strength I needed to do what had to be done. That's amazing. Yeah, it, it was it was incredible, just incredible. Yeah, I think with me, I just like there's a part of me is just trying to connect it all. I'm like, okay, how does this fit there? Do you know? Like, you know well, and like, the oh thing is, is Pat and I, I spend hours, and right now we're working on a lot of this stuff with the with the big battle, and you know, trying to put yeah. some things together and go where we're needed to go for it. But you know, you get to the point where it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, just another day. It's just you know, yeah. whatever. Taking it one day at a time and seeing what comes my way, you know, basically that's yeah. all you, you could really do. It just, it's just fascinating. Like I'm just, you know, cause we're trying to, you almost have to unlearn some of the programming that we've had, you know, like I said, with the single minded way that we've been brought up. Believe. We've been, what we've been taught you know? doesn't, what we've been taught doesn't exist. Right. And unfortunately I, there are reasons for it. I don't know all of the reasons. I know some of them, but the thing and we can do that on another day because we're about to run out of time again but no we are yeah um you know it, it's just it's so deep it's so incredible that it blows your mind but we have the world that we have been taught exists has never existed right it really right. hasn't and you know it, there's different levels of the government so i'm not saying this is all being done by the people in the white house there's different levels of government and there is a government that controls all this stuff. Wow. And I'm not going to say that the ones in the white house aren't aware of it. Yeah. I think yeah. they are, but I will say this, that the, the shadow government, as I call them, and that's probably not the proper name, but I call them the dark government or the mm -hmm. shadow government. Mm -hmm. And you know, that has a lot to do with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree with you. You need to write a book, Robin. <laughs> I know everybody really says do. that. Everybody says that to me. And I have a very good friend that even offered to ghost write it. All I had to have to do is record it. And like I said before, Doreen Fisher and I are starting a show. And it's supposed to start tonight, actually. That's why I'm going to have to get off here pretty soon. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. And it's more on disclosures. We're going to start out with some soft stuff as far as information with the Bigfoot and lead up to some bigger things. And then hopefully get some guests. And we'll see how it goes. I'm not sure people right. are ready for it, but we're going to give it a whirl. Well, give it a whirl because I want to listen to it for sure. Yeah, I'll let you uh, know. We're going to tape it, I think, tonight. Send me the know. link to it later on tonight. Or yeah, I will. Send me the link. Yeah, like yeah, I but, said, but, we're going to start out with some, just some soft stuff to get people, you know, yeah, conditioned. in the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> as it goes yourself, on. Pull up a, a glass of vodka and, you know, yeah, or a cup pull of coffee. Up a chair, and, just kind of kick back. And, and Doreen also has said, you know, write a book. I'll help you with it. And I'm like, okay. You should, Robin. Honestly. I, you, you know, I, there, if I do it, there's going to be two books. It's going to be the one that can go out for <sighs> everybody to read. And then the other book is going to be one that when I pass on, whoever next takes my place is going to need. Oh, because, that's amazing. Like that, an well, instruction you 
Yeah, you might have but to write a, a bunch of them, you know, not just yeah, one. Yeah, but, you know, I'm not the only one like this. I, I don't think for a minute that I'm anything, you know, super special or important. I'm just this person that all this has happened to, and I'm in this position. There's a lot of other people that are doing just amazing things and having great encounters yeah. and are all part of the grand design. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's somebody that's just there to get the message out, mm-hmm. like, your, you know, yourself. It doesn't yeah. matter if that's what it is. It doesn't matter if you're fighting on the front line. It doesn't matter if you're doing healing. Whatever you're doing, you're part of the bigger picture. And it's a collective. And nobody is more important than the other one. I feel like I'm being led. I feel like um, it was really bizarre for me because it was like God opened me up. Then he was leading me and teaching me and showing me and opening me up to things. And then it's just progressed and progressed. And I, I just keep being yeah. led. To some, well, to how did you even it. find me? I never got to ask you, how did you even find me? Just, I happened across one of your interviews and I was like, oh my God, there was something about you. And this is where I believe that we're led, we're, we're, we're directed. Oh, people come into your life led. for a reason. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I felt like, and I just, I looked, I just, and I don't look, I don't usually look people up either. And I was like, I would never normally do that. And I, I just found you on Facebook. I looked you up and I, I just, I felt the need to talk to you. I was like, I, I for some reason, I just felt like I well, had. Well, and I'm so glad you did because we just really connected right away. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I mean, like I said, I love talking to you. I can't wait when we actually can see each other. I know. Um, it, it, you know, it, I think it's going to be a great journey. I do too. I guess is the best way to put it. I don't think, I think it's just now started. I can see this, you know going on the same path yeah there's something I'm meant to do like I feel like like I said like I'm being led to something that there's a purpose here you know I felt my whole life I knew that there was something I was supposed to do it was going to be important that nobody in the world was going to know about it I would never be recognized for it which is fine because that doesn't bother me yeah and but it was something that I personally was supposed to do and I can remember going out in the woods with the Bigfoots and saying I don't know what it is you want from me, but just, I'm ready. And they kept saying, no, you're not. We'll tell you when you're ready, when it's time. <sighs> and I'm like, but I'm uh, ready now. What else do you want me to do? <laughs> no, when it's time, you're going to know. And they were not kidding. It, when it was finally time, it was like That's just amazing. a landslide, just a landslide and things going on. that I would never have comprehended and having people around that are watching it, you know, mm-hmm. so I know it's not just in my head and yeah, it's been a wild ride. I wouldn't yeah, try it for anything. I feel like it. I, like I could, it's like, even when I do my podcast, like I, I don't really care who listens. It's, it's not about the numbers for me. I just want people to know the truth. I'm like, I just want people to yeah. understand that this stuff's going on and how to p- potentially share enough information that we know how to battle the bad. Yeah. You know, that's what I want. That's my goal here. It isn't. It's, you know, it all comes down, or, Tracy, it all comes down to energy and vibration. Yeah. That's, that's the bottom line. And we've all got it. We all possess it. We just got to learn how to tap into it and use it. I know. I know. But I'm going to have to pop off because. Yeah, I me too. To I, I know we're one. probably like, this has been like, I thought, I don't think we were prepared for, to do it this long, but that we just can't seem to get enough of each other. So I know it's like, this has been going on for three hours. <laughs> well, listen, I will, I'm going to contact you soon, you know, to, we'll do yeah, more, we'll you do know, when more. you're ready. Cause I know people are calling you and, you're, you're involved with so much stuff right now and I don't want to get you too tired, but you know, yeah. Just All right, sweetheart. Well, it's been great. And I will talk to you later. Okay. Take care, Robin. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
And that wraps up the show for tonight, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed um, just the interaction with Robin. She's just incredible. I plan to have her on many, many more times. Maybe have her be a regular on the show because she has a lifetime of knowledge and encounters and experiences. And I just, just love having her on. She's just incredible to talk to. So I will talk to you guys soon. You guys enjoy your night or day. Uh, say your prayers, you know, stay safe. God bless you all and talk to you soon. Take care. Mm-hmm.